welcome to another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, my lovely co-host. Jessica. How's it going, Jessica? <laughs> it's going. It's been quite the week. It's been quite the weekend. Yeah, it has. It's been quite the day. It has been quite the day. It's right off, right from breakfast. It, yeah. was, it was quite the day. We're going to get into all that, <laughs> but let's get into our, how we kick these things off. What are you drinking tonight? I am drinking Captain Morgan White mixed with a strawberry and lemonade icy. Aren't they just ice? Why do you always call them icy? You've got me calling them icies too. I don't know because I think they should be called icies. But they are just I-C-E. Ice. Icy. Okay. <laughs> yep. Anyway, it's, it's it's basically a little rum punch. It's pretty good. Any of those people like uh, no, company sponsor us? No, they do not. We're just drinking it tonight. Yep, and it's very yummy, so highly recommend it. And you've got the finest of drinkware tonight. We broke out the, the high-end stuff. Oh, yeah, red Solo cups. It's not even Solos. They're like Kirkland Costco well, brand. you get a bunch of them in a bag. You do so get a buttload of them. That's fun. What are you drinking tonight in your ass glass? My world's best ass coach glass. <laughs> People are going to think we're nuts if they haven't listened to the other episodes where we explain the best ass coach. Well, if you want to know, go listen to Go listen to the other ones. We've talked about the best ass coach. (laughs) Uh, But it does say very clearly that with my name on there that I am the world's best ass coach. Congrats. Anyways, what's in (laughs) the glass? Ice and whiskey. And that's it. Oh, you didn't even cut it with anything? No, it's on the rocks. Mm. So tonight I am... trying something new it was an impulse buy while i was there because i was trying you know one of the the liquor stores right across the border was advertising that they had uh wayne gretzky's whiskey i'm oh, like oh wayne really gretzky's oh whiskey? hell no this is not oh. wayne gretzky's whiskey <laughs> and so while i'm there they had their uh their their distributor was there because i was looking around and he, he was offering help because the salespeople were too busy sure. and then he got everyone involved and i'm like and I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for Wayne Gretzky's. It should be in the Canadian whiskey section, but I've checked the whole whiskey section. I can't find it. And you guys are advertising. You're like, well, maybe it's one of our sister stores. I'm like, it's advertised for this location. Jeez, Marco. Yeah. So then they all start like, they've never heard of this stuff. So now they're on their computer and they're looking what? for it. And he's calling up the you know other liquor stores that he works for and his boss and stuff. Where is this stuff? We've never heard of Wayne Gretzky's, you know, I'm like you've never heard of his whiskey he's got a winery distillery brewery <laughs> whole operation going on over across the border and i mean it's turning up at the rink so like and i don't want to go to chicago for it you know no and ed belfour who was a goalie in the nhl has got a whiskey too i we almost went and got some after uh that giant road trip last weekend uh but because of after already being stuck in traffic for ever and then seeing the pile of raccoons and dead everything <laughs> in the back of that pickup, it's like, let's just get the hell out of here. Yeah. So uh, anyway, they go through all the search. And finally, what happened was they have like, I guess, some sort of auto image thing. And it was a 99 proof whiskey in a airline bottle, those little tiny sampler bottles. And so it's entered in as 99. Is Someone, instead of putting 99 proof generic whiskey, they just put... 99 whiskey well that's the name of wayne gretzky's whiskey is 99 whiskey oh and so the computer went and grabbed an image from the internet and yeah so i'm like well well i'm here this i this was caught my eye it was interesting i'm like i've never heard of such a thing this is clyde may's original alabama whiskey or alabama style whiskey that sounds like moonshine yeah that's what i was thinking myself i'm like wait isn't alabama style whiskey just like moonshine it says here, since 1946. So I'm like, well, you've been around for a while, but I've never heard of this thing. And I don't know what 
Alabama style whiskey is other than white lightning that you can feel your, uh, your bootlegging car with and also, <laughs> you know, drink at the end of the run. Out. Yeah. So I was like, okay. And you were asking me before we uh, started recording, like, where, where is this from? Is because it, it's Alabama proof and I couldn't find it. I had to keep digging through the little label. It is Alabama style whiskey mm-hmm. distilled in Indiana, okay. bottled in Florida. Bottled in Florida. Nice. Product of the USA. Yeah. Like no shit. product of the all over the USA. Yeah. So what I like about this bottle is you've got like a little film negative wrapped it, it, around the It is like a little film top. negative around the neck of the bottle and it's got a fun little wood cork if you're into that. It's a fun label. But there are like people old pictures, on it. yeah. It must be Clyde and May. Oh. All right. Well that's or fun. Clyde May lived to... it says here Clive he lived outside the law. Well that's uh <laughs> So he was a bootlegger. Yeah. He was a moonshiner by trade and a craftsman by heart. And May was his old lady. Woo! No, that's his last name. Oh well, there's a lady the, on that. Yeah, his old lady's though. all over it. I'm sure she'll like appreciate this. But I assume here. these people are dead. Yeah, if they are alive, she's probably not listening to our podcast. <laughs> so this is a four-year-old American whiskey, unusually smooth, according to the label. And is it unusually smooth? Uh, it's just usually smooth. Okay. <laughs> it's smooth. It's nice. It's 85 proof. It's fun. It's got a very fun bottle. You want to try it? Yeah, I will try it. Real All right. Have a sip out of that world's best ass coach glass. Thoughts? It's a bit nutty. <laughs> Seriously? Or just the, because no, you, want, no, you wanted no, the joke? No, it, it has a tiny hint of like some kind of nut right at the beginning. <laughs> that sounds really bad. What kind of nuts, sweetie? D's. D's nuts. Um, like pecans. Pecans. I'm from the south, and we say pecans. 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 You can't even remember what you say now. I say pecans. There you go. We okay, anyways. The country in our yard when we lived in Virginia. Very large one. Yeah, but we didn't actually get to eat any nuts from it. Well, you're supposed to pick them up and get, you got to get them out of the husk, and then you got to dry them and roast them. I wasn't about to go fight the squirrels for nuts that fell off the tree <laughs> in Virginia. No, thank you. <laughs> It was a plethora of nuts, too. I, we did have a peach tree, though, outside the bathroom. You know, if we collected them on Broadway houses, that would have made our house the nut house. No. Well, yes. Um, but also, peaches... Perfect for two psychologists is to live in the nut house. <laughs> but there was a peach tree, and it had peaches. You could pick them and eat them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the neighbors were growing watermelons. They brought one over. Kid one growled at us one night when she was... She wasn't even one yet. No, she, she loved her. Loves yeah. some watermelon. Yep, our neighbors brought that watermelon and said, "This is for kid number one." And we said, "Great, she loves watermelon." And she said, "I know." So we chopped it up and we gave it to her. And that kid snarfed down half of that watermelon. And then we tried to take it away, and she growled. We just gave <laughs> to her be first. She the didn't exactly have words funny. at whatever ten months. Yeah, but she could growl. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, cheers. This probably won't sound awesome it won't, with your plastic cup and my ass coach. Red- Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, that was That was weak. It is smooth. I'll give them that. I don't have a lot of uh, experience with Alabama whiskeys to compare it to, but... I didn't know that Alabama made whiskey, so that's fun. I'm sure. Oh, I knew Alabama made whiskey. Just, I didn't know they actually had legal whiskey they were making. Okay. Because if there's going to be some moonshine, 
I'm not going to shock one bit. It would be coming out of Alabama. I am. That's not where moonshine comes from. <laughs> moonshine comes from all over, sweetie. It comes from Kentucky. They do a lot of legal stuff there. <laughs> a lot of legal. Anyways. 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 Why? Why are we recording this podcast so late in the week relative to our usual production cycle? Why am I not getting any sleep tonight? Um. Well, the it's been a week, week hasn't was it? Was like super busy and really stressful. At least for me. I assume it was stressful for you too. I it barely was. saw you, so that's fun. Yeah. Um. I barely saw you too. Yeah. Same. Mm. Well, all sorts of stuff. You had a busy week at work. With all that entails, and we're not getting into those mm-hmm. details. I had a busy week <laughs> trying to get work done, too. Yep. We're not going to get into all that, but like cranking stuff out and trying to get things out the door with all the other chaos we've had. The kitchen apparently decided they wanted to fall apart this week. Yes, it's great fun in our house right now. <laughs> when the, you know, it's the kitchen, it's the hub of the house, especially when there's six of us, and all of a sudden everything decided to break all at the same time, right where you're, we knew going in you were going to have a crazy busy week. We knew going in, I was going to have a crazy busy week. And then everything in the kitchen decides to break. Mm-hmm. It's like, yay! Not really. Um, so that was nuts. And then, uh, did we talk about the cell phone thing in the last episode or not? No, because that also happened in this past week. Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, your company, you, for their, their internal workings, has some sort of app that forwards the phone calls to everyone's cell phone, which is well and good. Mm-hmm. Except for it had a setting that they didn't bother to tell any of you guys that it would be constantly pulling data when you were not on Wi-Fi. Yeah. And you and I did not have an unlimited data plan because we really weren't going over our data limits between the two of us. Nope. And so it's like, oh, why bother? You know, we're pretty good. I'm running like a cloud-based company, but I'm almost always on Wi-Fi. And all of a sudden, I wake up one morning and I get this alert that says, you're about to run out of data. I'm like, Okay, that's odd, but whatever. A few minutes later, you're out of data. You have 20 days remaining in your bill cycle. Six like, minutes later, crap. you're one gig over. Six minutes after that, you are now another gig over. Here's another overage fee. And like, what the hell? Every, and then like every six minutes, they're coming in. You're driving to work. The sun isn't even up yet. The kids aren't even up yet. <laughs> it's like, I'm calling you like, oh my God, what are you doing? <laughs> what, what are you streaming? And it's like nothing. And we pinpointed down to this app. So you like shut off your phone and you get to work. And your boss was really cool about it. And they're, they're going to help us out with that stuff. And I'm like, okay, the overage is one thing, but like we're out of data and we got 20 days left. Yeah. And then stuff are still came up and we have our normal usage. Mm-hmm. And it definitely became, all right, forget it. And like I started playing around on uh, our account. And I'm like, I need to go into the cell phone store, which is like, if you, you know, almost everyone knows, we loathe going into those places. But it was time for an upgrade, and we needed to up- change the plan, obviously. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> looked at it, and it's like, you know, it's actually cheaper for us to add kids one and two and get them phones and add them to our plan than for us just to continue on yeah. by ourselves. So... Yeah, that was the change the plan, upgrade our phones, get phones for our two children, two oldest children, set those up with all the parental controls, teach them how to do it. I'm in the process also of converting over. Part of it was we had to trade in our old cell phones, which we always <laughs> keep a ton of photos on there. I feel bad for them. They're like, yeah, we can we can transfer everything over in 15 minutes. And I'm like, no, bull- you- 
No. Yeah. Fifty-seven thousand for <laughs> thousand. Not combined. My phone. Yours. Mine. I have a problem. It was like what four hours to transfer the data. I don't know. I don't know what time you took it over uh, there. I just uh, know that it was four o'clock, o'clock and we finished like right at eight o'clock. It was four hours. Um. Yeah, it was. Oh my god! And then making sure that you didn't lose any of your photos because you run a photography business on the side. I do. And you do. You, I mean, you use real cameras, but you got like poses, and you've got scenery shots, and everything's tagged. And I have you've got notes. Yeah. Scouted out, and there are specific photos. Of so, this. like afternoon of stress. Not only that, but it's like, oh uh, crap, we don't. We're without phones, and yes, I scary. was stuck in South Bend without a phone because you actually came down, and. Yeah. grabbed my phone from me and I was like, oh my God, I don't have a phone. I feel naked. What if I get into a car accident? What if the car breaks down? What, oh, what am I going to do? What if I need to talk to Well, somebody? I had to be down there because along with all the other stuff and like the kitchen breaking, like had a scheduled appointment for maintenance on the truck. So I was down there and I'm like, well, I'll bring you lunch. And it's like, well, I'm down there. I also get the phone call. Like, hey, because you and I like the lots of memory on our phones because yes. obviously we're storing... Uh, a gajillion photos on Yeah. Them. So... Ours is like, I got the call, like, ours were in. Hmm. It's like, oh, okay. Because the kids, we didn't get, we got them, like, the base package of memory. So, they, oh, we have these on stock. Yes. Yes. It's a little bit gross that our 10 and 11-year-old have iPhone 12s. Yeah, it is gross. It's, it's icky. It a little is. bit. They're thrilled. But we made them trade in their iPods. Yes. And they've got a bunch of, in addition, con, like there's required chores and they've got to keep their grades up and everything just to maintain the phones but to pay off the phones just like an adult they had to hand over some amazon cards gift cards <laughs> they had to trade in their ipods mm-hmm. and uh, they'll have some bonus chores to do too yep. and then kids uh three and four wanted ipods well now suddenly you and i have two ipod sixes Amazing. so those are getting wiped and they'll cash in some amazon cards and they'll have a bunch of extra chores to work off the bill for them well quote unquote bill and then they'll have some expected chores that'll be done just so to far, keep them they're failing at their jobs they haven't gotten them yet because i haven't finished wiping them no the big mm. ones oh great their rooms are not clean to be fair the big ones were at the rink all day today it's been a week a uh, weekend of hockey at the rink so it's hard for them to do the chores around the house when they're not in the house uh <laughs> I mean, and that kind of gets into like why we're so late in recording. It was like the night we were supposed to record. Oh, it was phone night. We were out all night getting the phones done. And so I got home and it's like, I'm wiped. And I have other stuff to get done and get out the door by COB on Friday. Friday mm-hmm. night, you were out with the ladies having fun. Yes. Got to see my friends. It was so nice. We sat in a in a giant clubhouse six feet away from each other wearing our masks the whole time. And we got to giggle with each other in person. And it was so Nice. And you don't have to smell the uh, corned beef and mashed potatoes and everything else I was cooking in the house. I ate it. You ate some, but you don't have to smell like me stinking up the house with it. It's true. I, I was not it. there for that cooking Ten hours, uh, Ten hours of slow I cooking brisket. And then Saturday, um, we were going to record in the morning because Friday night you you were out. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, I, <laughs> we couldn't get you moving because <laughs> mm-hmm. it had been a long week and you were just... Tired. tired rightfully so and by the time you're ready to go like hey let's go record it's like uh i gotta go to a jamboree <laughs> uh hockey jamboree we had another one we had talked about this last week well we had another jamboree of u8 for the mites the little guys they had a series of um four games uh eight teams 
uh, six played at a time. So we went, played two games, had a break for about, you know, 25 minutes or whatever. And then we played our last game. Mm-hmm. Team played awesome. Go Red Wolves. Really proud of those little guys. Uh, they were they were a lot of fun. And even just that, that break was fun because it was like 20 minutes. We're just like sitting on the bleachers and hanging out and talking, you know, keeping them kind of focused but relaxed. And it was, it's fun just to hang out with those little guys. They're like all seven and eight-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So it was like a lot of fun. Came home and like, okay, let's record. And you're like, on <laughs> the coach, like, I'm not, I'm not sleepy. My eyes just hurt. Like, oh, close your eyes. And then like. I couldn't open my eyes. They were like swollen shut. And you were just like, I'm not sleeping. Like, really? We recorded you snoring for a while. I didn't fall asleep. I don't know why I was snoring. I could hear <laughs> You everything. don't remember? You don't remember snoring? No. Oh, you were out for a while. I don't think so. And then it's like, you know what? Forget it. It's time for me to start cooking dinner. So I made chicken thighs for the kids. I made duck breasts for you and me. So good. So good. Yeah. The ducky sauce. Yum, yum. The sauce I make for it. Yeah, the orange sauce. The low-carb orange sauce. Mm-hmm. Turned out great as usual. And then it's like, okay, we'll record after this. And it was late. It was late. I was ready to go. You said no. We'll just do it in the morning. Well, at that point, because while I was cooking, I was working on, I was tweaking a, uh, a low-carb <laughs> margarita recipe, too. And yeah. if there was a few too many trials while I was cooking. And I'm like, you know what? Not recording a podcast, not even going down to even attempt it. Just not happening. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, we'll do it in the morning. So we get up this morning and, you know, everyone, the kid, we're just making sure the kids are fed before we come down and record. Mm-hmm. And um, kid number four is well, wandering around going, my stomach. Well, kid, no, the, kid number three said, let's go play on the Nintendo Switch. So she pounded and like just chugged her milk. And then she's walking around going, my stomach hurts. We, I just figured it was because she was hungry because she has a tendency to only drink things instead of eating actual food. Well, she had a waffle. Yeah, but she didn't eat most of it. Yeah, she had graham crackers before that. Oh, I wasn't awake for that. But she like just chugged a big old glass of milk. So she went in there and um, kid number kid number three sitting in your old rocking chair from when you were a little kid. Mm-hmm. And kid... <laughs> Kid four is standing next to him and they're playing and they're looking up at the TV in the playroom. And they're playing video games and all of a sudden we just hear a noise. <laughs> we go in and apparently kid four just projectile vomited all over her br- older brother. Yeah, he did. And he handled it so well. He said, ah, he said, what's wrong? And he goes, kid number four barfed on me. And we were like, oh, no. What do you mean she barfed on you? A lot or a little bit? There's a lot of it. And it's touching going, me. And you know, it, like it'd been in her stomach long enough, so it was pretty much like a cottage cheese, cheese curd type of like, oh, I hate that smell. It was uh, it was hard. It was a rough one. I went in to clean it up, and I actually started gagging, and kid number two came flying into the room, and he was like, oh, no. Mom's gonna barf. Here she goes, and I was like, "I'm not gonna barf." I I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the uh, to commentary there. Give you play by play to make the smell not so intense. So he was running back and forth, bringing me cleaning products. You had kid number four upstairs in our shower, which she's well, terrified of the shower. Kid first off, three. I had her, I had her actually in the bathroom oh. on the first floor, and like you, you have to throw up, throw up in the in the in the potty as a try to extricate her from i like peel her out of those vomit stained clothes without getting any more in her hair because she had a little bit of hair she had some crazy hair this morning she has the best bed head she had like part of it was going out just 
sideways defying gravity. And she had a little bit in her hair, but like I'm trying not to like put this whole sleeve and everything up in her hair as I flip it over her and got her out of everything. And then I took a towel and wrapped it around her. She's like, are you going to make a burrito out of me? Yes, I'll make a burrito out of you. A baby burrito. And she was a baby burrito. And she went on upstairs and then we did it. And we had to play with the temperature. And I have we have like one of those heat lamps like fast food restaurant heat lamp things in our bathroom in like every single bathroom so i turned that on so she wasn't too cold and got the water all warmed up and we have a had a little stool there and but she didn't want to be in there i'm like come on you could be a brave kid number four's name and she said okay i'll be brave because she doesn't only as much as she loves the pool and she loves playing in the sprinklers she likes baths she does not like the shower she told me later i said why are you scared of the shower and I said, is it, is it because it's too hot or too cold? And she said, no. I said, is it because of the sound? And she said, yes, it's too loud. It scares me. Oh. So, okay. Well, there's not a lot I can do to fix Well, that. got her all cleaned up, put on some fuzzy, they're, uh, they unicorns, sw- unicorn, you know, fleece pants with a sweatshirt style. Are those PJs or is that? It's a- PJs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a big fuzzy PJ shirt and yep. fleece pants and told her to just go be comfy. But then she ran around and she was fine all day. Yeah, so it was, I think it was, it was really the, chugging the milk. Too yeah, fast. pounding that milk. Ugh. So maybe not so much milk for her in the mornings. <laughs> or video game challenges by her older brother going, "Let's go play Mario Kart!" Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if my brother had barfed on me when I was little, it probably wouldn't have gone as well as it did with kid number three and four because he was super nice to her and he was very calm about the whole thing. And I would have completely and after lost she came my down, mind if my he went had over. Barfed on me. He went over and was making sure she was feeling okay, and he was mm-hmm. bringing her toys to, like, snuggle with, and, yeah. He was a little sweetheart. Yep. As much as he tries to play, you know, I'm tough and I'm cool, he <laughs> is a little sweetheart. <laughs> uh, but by the time we got that all cleaned up, I looked at the clock, and I'm like, we don't have time to record this episode. Even if we just go bare bones by the bullet points, we do not have time for this episode because it was off to the rink. Oh, my. Uh, kid number two had a game the u10 group mm-hmm. we were playing uh the other there we've got two u10 teams at the rink they're playing each other this was uh what um the, the head coach of this team and i we were putting heads together on this one what should we do for this one to make it kind of fun uh, we came off for a rough weekend from the weekend before playing out of town teams actually we were out of town for it it's like let's have <laughs> i just told him like hey Let's do what I'm affectionately calling the fuck it game. Because let's throw all logic and reason out the window of where we're putting these kids in positions. And let's just take the kids who have been really sweet, really awesome, really trying their hardest, and just put them, it. just put them in the position they've been asking to play. Even though we know from uh, just being around hockey, that, that's just not the one they should be playing right now. We should go where it takes the, you know, why? And I even told them to. If they're leaning one way or the other and it takes fewer changes to get them to adjust to a position, mm-hmm. that's where they should be. But no, we'll, we'll go put them. And our kid, who loves to play center, and if he's not center, he loves to be a forward, was asking to play defense. And so the whole week leading up to this, anytime he'd come home from school and he's like, Dad, can we work on defense? And so Aww. like at practices, we'd find a few minutes where he and I would work on positioning and he knew he was going to have to get his body in front of people. Or at home, he'd say, Dad, let's work on defense. 
we get out the whiteboard and I draw up a scenario and he would point and would take the pen and show me exactly where he needed to be or where the defenseman should be in all sorts of situations. And I started feeling really good about this. I'm like, oh my God, my kid's going to come out of this with the, the game puck. And ex- I, my, I, my expectations got higher than they should have been because like, holy cow, like he could coach this at like NHL level. He could be the defensive coach. I mean, he knows where the defenseman should be. In all situations. That did not manifest on the ice today. It was a hot mess. And then I feel bad because I set the lines. And we were on our plan B lines too because uh, our our plan goalie didn't show up. Oh, that sucks. Our best uh, defenseman, defensewoman, defense player. Mm -hmm. And actually... The, the girl who was supposed to be our goalie, the young lady, and uh, our best defensive player are a great defensive pair. They've been doing great together all year. But mm-hmm. one of them said, hey, I want to be goalie. The other one, I'm like, well, I was going to pair our kid with the stronger one. Neither of them were there. Their brothers were in a tournament, and they're doing great and progressing through it. So uh, I put another kid. Well, that kid was a hot mess. He was, like, all over the ice. So at one point, uh, and I for that team, I coached the forwards. And the forwards were clicking. They were doing pretty good. But at one point, I hear this this kid down there, uh, the defensive partner for... Um, kid number two. Kid number two, giving a lot of sass and talk back to the head coach. And I just finally had had enough because he did that crap with me last week. And I went down there and like, during a break, I went, hey, what's trade? We'll swap out. I'm like, we're going to have a we're gonna have a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> <laughs> so what turned out to be a very long shift for the other defensive pair... Mm-hmm. We had a bit of a come to Jesus because it's like, I'm just, I, I'm sorry, you're nine or 10. You are not talking to the adults on the team like this who are here, like unpaid, voluntary, you, you know, you just don't do this to them. Like both of you are out of position on offense. Both of you are out of position on defense. I got the, whoa, whoa, he, he doesn't know where he's pointing at our kid. And like, he doesn't, he's not in the right spot. Correct. But he doesn't stand a chance to be in the right spot because neither are you. You're holding. <laughs> so this is how it works and where you're supposed to be. And went to town with my marker on my race board. And sure enough, the kid I did like, and he started giving me some lip. And I'm like, don't start because you'll just sit. I'm not playing. I'm not taking lip from a 10 year old. That's not how I worded it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like, I'm like, if you're going to sass a coach, no. So uh, the rest of the game, he played his position well. And I made sure to praise the hell out of that. Mm hmm. And then our kid was doing pretty good, but he was looking around like we were yelling for him. And he turned to look at us and not look at the puck. And then uh, you shouldn't have been yelling for him. He was trying. He tried really hard. Um, but we'll probably put him back at offense next week. Well, whatever. <laughs> and then on top of that, it was like, you know, because we didn't know the other two girls weren't coming. So until it was game time. So walking into the rink, uh, the head coach's kid, like basically walked in the rink and. And they were running behind because of logistics and everything and traffic. And he walked in and was like, oh, by the way, you're playing goalie. Mm. And so that was that's not setting him up for success because the goalies really have to get in the zone and in the mindset. And, you know, we know how that works with because uh, we've got a goalie in the family. And so that was rough on him. But overall, I thought they played well. Um, there's There was a lot of good things that came out of today. But it, it's stressful with, you know, being the parent. And then they got off the ice, and I coached uh, learn to learn to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had some like an eleven year old learn to player. We were doing freeze tagging. Took me out from behind. That's awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. Did you smack your head on the ice? 
no, I know how to fall. Uh, and actually, I didn't even land on my hip part or anything. Where like sometimes where you hit a rut and you catch mm-hmm. an edge and uh, or actually lose an edge, and you go down. Um, those kind of hurt, but this one just went smack in my butt, and it was it was fine. But I was laughing like all the other coaches are coming over. Like, are you okay? I'm like, really seriously, this wasn't bad, guys. Uh, I did feel bad for the kid because he took me out from behind the knees and I landed on him, which is well, why I, teach you. which is why I wasn't hurt too bad. I felt bad for that kid. Uh, I spent also another part. There was a nice little young girl with a she has pink gloves and a bright pink helmet, and they were doing chariot races where like two kids pull and then uh, with the and it's working on their power strides, holding the sticks, and one either is they start on their their feet just gliding, mm-hmm. and then later they get on their knees to make them harder to pull. Well, they all went to the wall, and the front two people on the chariot didn't hit the brakes, and the one in the back, and she was still on her feet for this one, didn't hit the brakes either, and she just went <laughs> chest first into the boards. And keep in mind, she's about as Aww. tall as the boards. She was tears, and so I just looked at the other coach. I'm like, just get everybody going. Let me let me calm her down. And like, I knew her parents were there. Like, her brother is on Kid Three's hockey team. Okay. So I knew her dad was there, but I'm like, if she leaves the ice, she's not coming back on. And so I'm like, when her dad poked his head, I'm like, go knock on locker room five where kid um, kid one was getting dressed. Mm-hmm. Ask for kid one's name. Yeah. And send her out. Well, she was in the middle of putting on her goalie pads, so she couldn't come out. But I was hoping to send out, you know, let's get somebody that's a little bit bigger, but not full adult size, but it's a girl. And maybe, you know, to warm with that. But I got this, I got her smiling. I got her laughing. And she finished practice and she played great. And that's good. Yeah, it was cute. And then they got off the ice and we had kid, we had the U14 and U12 practice. So we went through that. And then afterwards I had called in a favor and a good friend of uh, mine came and she played at Michigan State and she pulled aside the girls at the end and was doing shooting drills and shooting clinic. And I just went out there and basically shagged pucks for her so that she could focus on teaching and not going and chasing pucks so they'd have a pile of pucks. Nice. And I, yeah, kid number one was pretty excited about that. Yeah, and so was her Her buddy was out there with her, too, and I just kept my mouth shut the whole time. It's like... That's good. You know what? <laughs> I did not play college hockey. Uh, she did. And she's also on my adult team, and she rocks. And she's a girl. And she's a girl, yes. That's the an astute like observation have, there. No, but the little girls like to have girl coaches. Yes, they do. And we just don't have a lot in this area. So that, yeah. was, really, that was really cool. Then we went and I fed those two kids and we came home for a little bit and I loaded my bag and kid one and I went back to the rink because kid one was on the ice for the beginner adult hockey. And so she came off the ice. I was on for I had the early game for the adult league and then we came home and then it's like, okay, kid one, hurry up and take a shower because you're the pipes for your shower running right next to the room we record our podcast in. (laughs) And here we are. And that was quite the story. So there was a lot of hockey today. Like people are like, don't you want to hang out and see how the rest of the games go? It's the last set of games before the playoffs. I'm like, I'll pick up the score sheets when I'm at the rink tomorrow. I've been here all day. (laughs) As much as I love it and as much as everyone jokes about it, it's my home away from home because. But seriously, is is the rink owner building us our own special little uh, locker room yet? Because I think that we need to have one just for our family. The Tomasi suite. Off the back. Mm-hmm. Even if we, we just have like a little a Zamboni, it'll be great. Yeah, we'll have a little yurt back there mm-hmm. with Perfect. like a rubberized runway, so we could just yeah. There we go. Especially in the time of COVID, like we should have our own little locker room. I really hope Mrs. Rinko and her is listening to this. <laughs> just give her some ideas. This we want the Tomasi yurt, the Tomasi suite back there. It does need a like, full wet bar in the back though. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, preferably. Just, well, but we've been joking because like the thing in the league is we all been talking about like what should we put in for requests? And it's like we need to submit a request to Mrs. Rank Owner. Uh, we want a, ma- a margarita machine on the benches. I think she would probably like that idea. She might come out and play. <laughs> sure. <laughs> She's got similar opinions to you. She like loves that it's there. Loves that her kids and her husband are having fun with it. Doesn't She's like not to getting be on, cold. Doesn't want to do it. Doesn't want to get on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Loves that everyone's having a blast though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my. So it's been it's been a day. <laughs> it's been a, a weekend. It's been a week. Oh my god. It's always. How's your phone working though? I mean, it's nice. We finally got our things separated. There's a few times we've gone to get them set up, and all of a sudden, like, when your phone rings, my phone rings, and they've combined our inboxes a few times. So we've got, like, 400 entries for your mother. The best thing about it, though, is that they've got our contacts separated. We got everything straightened out this time, finally. So I was able to go through and delete uh, everybody that I don't actually know. From my contacts list, because I am Anyone notorious for... for butt dialing people, and I always manage to butt dial like super important people in your life, and that's embarrassing. Um, so I was able to delete all leaders those in our field who I super like, yeah. important people, and it didn't also delete it from your phone, which has happened in the past. So I noticed yay! you didn't you you don't butt dial for some reason anyone who were their company identification in the uh, contacts is just the emoji for hockey which are all my hockey people they somehow they don't get butt dialed no you butt dial like leaders in the field some of the most published people in the field and that's who you butt dial i mean i mean it's just how it goes explanation for it it just happens and it's horrible there needs i mean kind of like a murphy's law thing only we can make a jessica's law if you're gonna butt dial anybody it's not gonna be just random hockey people it's gonna be one of the most most important professionals in the field it's horrible (laughs) you know best-selling authors no that's who's gonna get butt dialed jessica's law sorry it's all right (laughs) it happens it happens a lot This week I was uh, at work and I have to, every morning at work, I have to do a certain amount of overstaffing. And so I... explain overstaffing. Okay, so overstaffing is when we have uh, not enough kids and way too many therapists and we have to have our numbers um, even out. There's a threshold for that. I'm not going to get into all of this. Anyways, if we are under that threshold, I need to do overstaffing and ask if people would like to have basically free PTO for the day. Well, it's actually not free PTO. It's They can either have the day off without pay or they can use their own PTO and have the day off with pay. So anyways, um, I was texting this one. I go, I have a list um, and I go right down the list every morning when I need to do this. And I was texting one of the therapists and I was trying <laughs> to say, she had asked a question about her PTO and I said, give me, I was trying to say, give me a sec for a second and instead, I said, give me a sex. And I was like, oh, God, no, I'm so sorry. Autocorrect. Please tell me you know what that is. And she started laughing and she was like, it's OK. Don't worry. It happens. <laughs> but it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, it's one of my therapists with a really good sense of humor. So that was nice for me. <laughs> one that's familiar with your texting skills or lack thereof. My lack thereof. Well, they all know that I'm old. So you is, are. You're the old lady there. I'm not. There is somebody that's older than me. <laughs> there is. There's one. She's new. So you've like been established for all these <laughs> last few months as the old lady. I, I am the oldest person, though, in my building by 
a lot, <laughs> which is horrible. But also, and you got all funny. these kids. It's funny. They're like, think you're nuts. Like, what is it? A bunch yeah. of a bunch are pregnant for the first time, or, or with their number two. Yeah, one of them. This is their third. But anyways, there's most of how, them are how on many their are, first or How their many second, are engaged? Though. Just get engaged to get married. A bunch. Any. One just got married, and then like right after the wedding, she. Um, became pregnant so that's exciting and another funny one, how that works yeah another one got pregnant and then she got engaged and that's funny exciting how that works too for her and then that ties in well to this alabama know. style I, whiskey like it doesn't matter. the point is is that i don't actually remember the point the point is you're old yes that's the point the point is is i'm old so like oh my god these little tiny people are like running around and they're talking about this and that and i'm just like oh none of this matters at all like stop because this is ridiculous and in five years you're gonna know that this is ridiculous and it doesn't five years matter. you'll be able to rent a car in all 50 states pretty much yep <laughs> that's my life and they're like in five years you'll be getting aarp notifications they, i hate you right i know I but you'll you. get them first so that's exciting yeah, for you um but yeah they're like the how year. long have you been in this field and i tell them I'm like, I wasn't even born yet. Yeah, that's exactly what they've said. I wasn't born or I was like three when you started working in this field. And I'm like, that's horrible. <laughs> um, and you can just go ahead and keep that information to yourself. Um, but yeah, and then they find out that I have four kids and they're like, mm, that's a lot of kids. Why do you have all those kids? I'm like, because well, they're nice. I wanted all of them. Happens. <laughs> and also that. So. Yeah. Work is fun, mm-hmm. mm. especially with young people. Kids, they're all twelve. They teach me slang. They're all twelve. It's fun. <laughs> they're not actually twelve, but they're not 12. at our age, they're it's like they're 12. all twelve, and they need to get off our lawn. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get off my lawn while I shake my fist. Well, work is a good segue into what we're talking about tonight. But let's do a quick cheers, and we'll do some segue music, and we'll get into that. Cheers. Cheers. You need a refill. I do, but I didn't bring any of that stuff down here. All right, we'll do cheers. We'll pause for music, and you can go get a refill. Okay. Weakest clank ever. (laughs) All right, we're back. Do you have a new drink? I have more of a drink. More of the same drink? Same drink. Awesome. Thank you for bringing me more ice. You're welcome. I'm sure at some point I'm going to need to refill this world's best ass coach cup. <laughs> that sounds so dirty. <laughs> it, sounds, uh, it is the dirtiest world's best assistant coach ever mm-hmm. uh, glass or best world's best assistant coach glass ever. Which I guess if you're an ass coach, it would be dirty, wouldn't it? <laughs> and you're welcome. pump. Yeah. All right. You were talking about don't spill, do not spill on all the electronics in here. Oh, my God. You're about as red as your drink is pink. And about as red as that solo cup or fake solo cup. Anyways. Anyways. We were talking about work, and that's really where the inspiration for this episode came out of. Mm -hmm. um, Because you were talking about your hobbies at work. Yeah. With all the youngins. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were just shocked when they heard that the granny 
program manager. I am not a granny. My <laughs> oldest kid is 11. Holy that's like more than half their age for some of them. I'm not going to be a grandmother with an 11 year old. No, no thank you. Old fogey, preferable, fine. fine. Okay, the Fogey's old a fun word. So the sure. old fogey with the like almost needs a walker with tennis balls on it in their mind, in their mind, not in reality. Don't get mad at me. Truth hurts. Would it make you feel better if they were racquetballs instead of tennis balls on your walker? No. <laughs> Cause hot pink ones tennis balls are fuzzy and that's fun <laughs> okay so. so your walker with your fuzzy balls Shut up. Uh, i uh, do have a little rolly cart at work you do you want to put some fuzzy great. balls on that no because then it won't roll you should put some hand, dangle some dice off of it i'm not that's funny <laughs> actually maybe <laughs> <laughs> and right. figure out how to attach so them. but the topic came up the fact that you and i do multi-sport racing we do triathlons kai tries aqua bikes all those things yeah it's not like we're not content with this the just the 5k in the area although we do 5ks we do the f- more fun the better mm-hmm. but uh we really like the multi-sport racing we do and the the question came up though and, and of course in their minds they immediately go to just the triathlon and like what you really it's like why do you do that? So that is our episode for tonight. Why try? And of course, try with an I for triathlon. <laughs> why, Jessica? Why? I'll tell you why. Because at the end, they give you waffles. And that <laughs> okay. is what I told all of my coworkers. And they were like, dude, you can just go to IHOP and pay like six bucks and get all the waffles you want. And you don't have to run or swim or ride a bike to get them. And I was like... No, because the waffles are much more satisfying if you go through all of that and you finish and then you get to eat the waffles. And also, they give you giant medals and then you get to wear them all day. And they write your numbers on your arms and your legs and people see you around town and think that you're a bamf. As we go out for drinks and everything. Because we, you know. We do that. We occasionally post on our Instagram pictures of you out with your bamf arms. Yeah. Does that, in, in case people don't know, I mean, Banff, and I'm going to have to bleep this when it goes through, but Banff is bad mother mm-hmm. uh, Oh, they all know what Banff means. I've said it at work in relation to some people. Nice. And that I person, remember the first time you like called one of our, our um, it was one of my students. She was working for student. you as a tech. She was my student. She's but she worked for you, and you called her a BAMF, and you I made a little, you made a little label, a name tag, name tag it had said, sparkly stars on it, and it said, it said, "Hello, my name is Student. I'm a BAMF." You mm-hmm. can say it. She listens to the podcast. I, no, I don't want to. I don't want to embarrass her. What well, can we give her a shout out by first name? No, she's still a BAMF. She is a BAMF. She's doing awesome, like in her professional career now. It's like fun I to know, watch. But we don't. I don't think we need to call people out. Whatever. Hi, Anna. You're a BAMF. Anna is a bamf. She is a bamf. Um, so, <laughs> yes, all that's true. The waffles are awesome. But with mm-hmm. why try, uh, we've got more to say about it. And by the way, if you're a non-racer, hang with us. You really do want to listen to this episode. Yeah. And um, you might not waffles. be at, you might be on the board for with more multi-sport racing by the end of this. So if you think, I'm not just some ripped person that you see on TV doing the, the Ironman in Hawaii, running through the lava fields, swimming through the shark-infested waters, and biking like all over the island. We're not saying you have to do that. No. and But I you think- want to listen to this because, if anything... There's the waffles. But on that point, though, I think that that's why a lot of them were really surprised to hear that I do do the triathlons and the aqua bikes. It's because I am not like 
super physically fit and I don't have, I am not when you the walk picturesque into the room, triathlete, triathlete your that you think of. Your physique doesn't scream, grrr, in terms of triathlon. No, it yeah. doesn't. I look like a mom. Yeah, you, but you do walk in. You have this, this ambiance around you in terms of your professional abilities of like, it's all good. Jessica's in the room. She's got this. <laughs> sure. But in terms of like walking in the room going, holy crap, she's going to like do ultimate fighting, cage fighting crap. And I'm definitely triathlons. not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's But I will you. do a triathlon. And they're just like, oh, you don't look like that. And I'm like, but I can do them. And it's, don't judge a book by its cover. That's right. And yeah. it's, it is fun. You need to listen to me because I look like the way I do. And I am telling you that it is fun. So you should probably listen to that and maybe think about it a little bit. If anything, it's because you're like twice as old as all these little professionals. People. All these little people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These working professionals who are like... Oh, twice as old. Oh, my God. Which, in <laughs> my mind, are essentially 12-year-olds. They're not 12. No, when you hit a certain age, everybody's a 12-year-old. All the youngins out there, the kiddos, <laughs> kids these days, damn kids these days. Yeah. All right. So the multi non-racers hang with us. Just listen to this. This is going to be a fun episode. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get, let's just lay some stuff out real quick. Multi-sport racing. There's all sorts of types out there. There's, it's really fun. You can find the one that fits for you. Um, the one that comes to mind is just your standard triathlon swim, bike, run. There's lots of those out there in your mm-hmm. in your area. You can find them. But they're not the only type. Nope. There's my favorite, which are the Kai Tries, or sometimes referred to as Kaya Tries or Kayak Tries. And it's a paddle bike run. And you can actually do stand-up paddling, like paddle boarding, mm-hmm. or a kayak or a canoe. Mm-hmm. And then bike and run. Uh, aqua bikes are quite commonly found. And this is... Um, this is my favorite. Two legs. This is your favorite. This is a swim bike and then you're done. Yep. Just two legs of it. You skip the run. Because there's, running is the worst. There's a yeah. And you're welcome. There's the duathlon, if running is not the worst for you, which is actually a it's a three-legged race, uh, but it's run, bike, run. Didn't you wind up doing that? I one? was supposed to, but I didn't feel like doing it in with lightning coming down around me. Okay. And I didn't feel like coming down a hill at full speed with my skinny little tires and having to do a 180-degree turn, or actually it was like... 175 degree turn it was a crazy tight turn in a puddle and it's like with lightning coming down like no not happening yeah that was supposed to be my i was supposed to be a kai try and then they replaced all the water events with a run so i'm like well crap there went my favorite leg yeah and then we show up that morning and it wasn't going well and we've told the story like i forgot my shoes you had to go get my shoes lightning's coming down i'm like looking at the radar on my phone and just went this like jessica come pick me up <laughs> yeah so anyway back to the types do athlete now there are other types and with the bike part uh some are off-road mountain biking trail mm-hmm. bikes some are road bike same with the running some is a trail run some are a road run they mix it up the swimming sometimes it's in a pool sometimes it's open water Sometimes it's really open water. Sometimes it's just a small little man-made lake or quarry. Sometimes, Sometimes you're out in like Lake, lake Michigan, Michigan or the ocean. Yep. Um, the and actually, the cool. run That'd piece, there's ones they do in the winter where the run is on a treadmill. The swim is in an indoor pool. Mm-hmm. 
And the bike is on a stationary bike in a swim, spinning room. Every so often they have those at the Y locally. Yeah. So that's fun. And then for all these different types, and there's other ones out there, and the really creative ones, and it just... Oh, yeah, there's... Race like directors will customize it and make it fit. Mm-hmm. There are various lengths. There's the super sprint, the sprint, the, what, the Olympic length, the half, you know... Beyond sprint and Olympic, the I half Ironman, so the full Ironman, the full Ironman. You plan on spending the whole day doing it, you, and then like check into the hospital so yeah. they can go ahead. And, and then there's relay options. You don't have to do all this. Say like, man, you know, I'm just not a strong swimmer, mm-hmm. but I'm great on the bike and I hate to run. Find two friends and go split it all up. Yeah, we had um, for I think the Sister Lakes, uh, the Sister Lakes try. We found some friends and they were like, yes, we're doing this, but we're doing it as a relay. And um, the mom had actually, she was going to have one of her daughters do the run, but her daughter didn't feel well that morning. So she found her daughter's friend who was like on the high school swim team. And so she had that kid come out and do the swim for her. And then she she found out later that kid was like a state qualifier. Yeah. So like um, my friend was like, yeah, okay, she's in the water. I'm going to eat this granola bar. I'm going to go to the bathroom and then I'm going to get ready to get on my bike. And she basically turned around. The kid was like, okay, I did it. I did it. It's your turn. Go get on your bike. And she was like, okay, I'm getting on my bike now. Um, And so she went and got on her bike. And then her husband did the run. And it was great. They were (laughs) blessed. Do you know who I'm talking about? I know exactly who you're talking about. (laughs) I miss them. They moved away. They did move away. Yeah. It's very sad. Uh, Very sweet family. Yep. So I think... um, I think we need it before we get into why do this. Get in, just clear up the air on some other misconceptions of, about multi-sport racing and triathlons in general. And I think one that comes to mind right off the bat is, and we've already touched on this. Everyone who does these is an elite zero percent. Yeah. Everyone who does these type of races is an elite zero percent body fat superstar athlete, and they have they fit this kind of mold. Mm-hmm. Look. If you've coached, like me, have coached track or cross-country at the high school or middle school levels, there is no one body type. Cross-country, maybe a little bit leaning more, but even then, not so much. There's always outliers. Track, oh my God, every body type is a track and field body type. Yep. Uh, and the same, especially when you do these triathlons and multi-sport races on the weekends, you see all body types, all, everything, it, you cannot judge a book on the cover and their performance level. Don't I there. Okay. So we have the ones, the ones who are sponsored kind of fit the mold. No, but for the amateur athletes, you could have somebody who might fit the body type of say a sumo wrestler and they're kicking everybody's butt in these races. You Mm -hmm. just don't know. So there is, at least there was a series of triathlons and aqua bikes that I like to participate in. Um, over the past few years and a couple of them I would sign up and there would be this like 70 year old woman and she would always be there and I like the first time I saw her and I realized she was an aqua bike and I was like okay I know that I can beat this woman and that woman kicked my ass and I was horrified by it she was the sweetest person ever but she kicked my ass and I was like never again never again is this woman gonna beat me um, and the last one that I did with that particular set, I actually did beat her. And I was very proud of myself because it took me three years to finally be able to beat her. But I did it. And I like that. But yeah, um, all different types of bodies. Okay, so like the perfect 0% body fat, um, amazing triathlete is definitely going to be on the course. 
But then there are people like me who are not 0% body fat and look like they like really shouldn't be out there. Look, not, um, not making fun people, of people, but there are people who make you look, you look like you have 0% body fat relatively in comparison. Yep. And they're still out there trying their best. And some of them are doing... Some of them are kicking Amazing, yeah. They have been training for years for this. And they are there and they're giving it their all. And it's wonderful. Some people are really young and some people are really fucking old. You know, honestly, with the multi-sport thing too, uh, the younger age groups. So if you're in your 20s and 30s, Mm -hmm. go do these because your age groups are really kind of empty. Yep. It's when you... The 40s are usually the most crowded... And then there's a bunch in the 50s, 60s, and on up. And then if you get to the 70s, it's like, holy shit, still alive. Pretty Congratulations. You, you just crossed the finish line. You just won your age group. <laughs> but uh, the 40s is really crowded because if you think about it, too, it kind of makes sense. That's when we really start focusing on our, our health and we're like, holy crap. But you also have a little bit more time to train because your kids are starting to get a little bit older. Mm-hmm. You can leave them home. But there's times where like, especially like the late 20s and early 30s, a lot of these things you go to and it's like, if you show up, you're probably going to end up on the podium. Yeah. Especially the smaller ones we would go to. Mm-hmm. And I'd always get mad because, like, by the time we got into this, I was not in the late 20s to early 30s age group. Pobrecito. I know. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about body type, but how about equipment type, too? There's a misconception that everyone who shows up to these has high-end gear. And we'll talk about our gear, and both when we started and now in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's just say, you know, just like you'll see a full array of body types, all shapes and sizes and everything, mm-hmm. you see the same out of the equipment. You, yeah. mean, you see everything from people showing up in board shorts to little Speedos to high-end wetsuits designed for triathlons yep. to, like, scuba diving wetsuits. You see uh, bikes. We've seen mountain bikes. Uh, we've seen the high-end, really awesome-looking. I mean, come on, there's bike and jealousy, serious, serious triathlon and time trial bikes. Yeah. But there's also like I've seen people in races who show up with a just a straight-up, you know, basically one-speed bike, like retro and actually like from not the not, 80s. I, I've seen 70s. ones from the 50s and 60s that have been you know gone and they've done a restoration on it. But like I'm like like this dude doesn't have different gears it's one gear and you're done that's it and they're just out there having fun doing the rest and that's but what it's about that's is really the thing though you don't need special like it's nice to have specialized equipment but you don't have to have it to do this and if you're starting start with whatever whatever you have, you have is fine nobody honest to god nobody's going to pick on you for it actually some, i promise you, you they won't you bust we'll out some retro retro gear you're actually get compliments like Damn, that's awesome. Some serious compliments, and we will talk about that. And it would be probably from somebody with like a $10,000 time trial bike going, that thing's pretty sweet. Yep. And then also gets into the like, all the athletes are snobs at these things. That misconception couldn't be farther from the truth, at least in our experience. Yeah. No, I haven't, haven't run into too many snobs during the triathlons. Nice people come in all shapes and sizes. So do but our experience here has been that the people at these these multi-sport events are uber nice so incredibly nice and supportive uh i i did one where it was a it was a trail run was the run portion of the triathlon and it was a really hilly rocky there was a lot of uh, what they call macadam this thick limestone underneath the trail Mm -hmm. and i was wearing my road running shoes which were like the run free style. So I felt every rock and all of a sudden I get to that and I'm like, oh my God. 
<laughs> and what was a, a chilly morning by the time it warmed up through the course of the day. And now I'm back in the woods and there's no breeze. And we're next to this lake that just smells like a sewer. Oh. It's hot. And, and just, oh my God. And then the run was was longer than advertised. Because <laughs> they I said it was a, anytime they say ish, by the end of the thing, you might as well round it up to the next whole mile or kilometer or whatever the units are using. So we're out there running, but the whole way, and it was an out and back course, and it was like every single person who passed somebody else, if you either were just heavy breathing trying not to die, yep, or you said something encouraging. Yep. Uh, and I did that on my way out. I was encouraging other people. Mm-hmm. On the way back, I was trying not to die. And on this specific uh, day, I was quite a bit heavier than I am now. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier when not carrying so much weight. Um, but every and the whole way, though, encouragement, whether they were elite athletes in uh, high end uh, triathlon suits with sponsors all over it, mm-hmm. or they were other weekend warriors like me at that time, and now too, for the most part, uh, just words of encouragement the whole way. And it was yeah. so awesome. So this is one of the things that my coworkers touched on. They were like, oh, we don't want to do it because we're afraid the other people will make fun of us. And I was like, I can promise you I have never been made fun of ever during a triathlon. Everybody is super nice. And like I have come in dead last in them. And I've never heard one word <laughs> because of, out of discouragement. The two of us, which of us has taken home the most awards at multi-sport me. races? Yes, by far. Um. But no, like literally, I've come in dead last and everybody has been super supportive. Every time either they pass me or I pass them, they're like, yeah, you got this. You can do it. You're amazing. Good job. You're here. You're doing it. And I told them that and they were like, what? They're nice. And I was like, they are the nicest group of people ever. They will lift you up and they will build you up so that you want to keep coming. Come and do this. I've done uh, Kai tries where we're out there when we're racing each other, and especially when we have to do quick, like, hairpin turns around a buoy and we're passing each other, Mm -hmm. giving advice going, you know, people, like, we're racing each other and we're giving pointers to each other on how to get around the buoy. Or, hey, watch out for the weeds right there. You're going to go a little bit wider Mm -hmm. because otherwise you'll hit up some drag and it'll slow you down and stuff. And really it ultimately gets to... Yeah, you're, I mean, yeah, in theory, you're competing against each other, but really everyone who's out there is competing against themselves. At least yep. the people we're around for these, uh, it's like, it's nice to be on the podium and everything, but whatever, you can always do a photo op in front of the podium later. And They set it up specifically so that you can take yeah. your selfies. It's great. Uh, but it's really, it's <laughs> you versus you. You're trying to beat yourself. And yeah. like, we've been out there with people. There's one where um, you were doing it and I had the kids and I was the support crew and uh, like I was I had the stroller and I was waiting for the racers to go by and she's like no you go she's like I'm just doing this to be physically fit and do something I'm like I don't care about my time you go ahead and cross in front I'm like no no please you are in the race cross (laughs) I will get my herd of children behind you and actually at one point we were like we were walking to the next stage to go catch up to where you were going to be and she was just at a fast-paced walk and me I don't walk slowly you do not. Yeah. It's unfortunate. So I was walking next to just having a nice conversation with a competitor in the race. And That's she's just like, look, if I don't do this and I don't put it on the calendar to train for it, I'm going to die. Yep. So this gives me a motivation to go do my daily workouts. And then I put it on the calendar, I go do this. She goes, but I don't care what my time is. And like yeah. that attitude is so beautiful. And 
why I love going to these things. People care, but like, I mean, as we went through it, she cared. She wanted to do a little bit better than she had done the previous year. But mm-hmm. she honestly, relative to the rest of the crowd, yeah, she did not give a. Yeah, it was like, she was trying to beat That's last nice. year's. You know, I time. think that I think she's an exception. I think most people are there to beat their previous time. What, that's what I'm just trying to say. She no. was trying to be able to the previous time. Yeah, but she sounds like super chill about it. That was and I, a, I don't think that most people are. Sort that of was like a that. bigger one where she knew she wasn't getting on the podium. No, it's not that. It's more of like I'm just I'm being physically act physically active. I'm really excited about that, but also I don't care too much about medals and awards and accolades and all that. Um, I mean, she would, yeah, that one didn't have finisher medals anyway, which is lame. I thought that's what that race was. Okay. No. Yeah. yeah it felt. It, yeah. It was. Um. You know. And, the, and honestly, uh, hey, if you make it to the finish line, one, it, it's amazing that you showed up. Two, you did it. You crossed the finish line. Yep. Awesome. Anything else is just bonus. Yeah. No. But like seriously, if you're struggling out there, somebody will come along and they'll be like, "Yeah, you can do this. Don't give up. Just keep pedaling. Keep doing. Keep yeah, doing don't it. tap out. Just, Even when the lifeguards keep are like going, you can do it." You know, if you got to stop and hang on to something. That's me. Yeah. Panic attacks in the water are a real thing. They're super scary. You can hang on. But if you ask to say, get me the f- out of here. They will try and talk you out. Of they it. will actually talk you out. Like, a why little don't you bit. Take a few deep breaths before you have to get out. They'll try and walk you through, like, your panic attack and try and get you down to a manageable level so that you well, can keep going. Well, and some of those inland lakes, it's like dark, murky water. It's, and you don't you think swamp thing's going to come out and grab you or the creature from the Black Lagoon. The weeds the weeds don't help um in the inland lakes at least around here there are a lot of weeds and honestly the lake michigan ones when it's not crazy high rollers and crazy wave action is easier because it's clearer water it's clear water and you can see everything and it's fine and also it's really easy to space out but when you're like space out in terms of like people around you not space out like i'm in the lake but i'm not thinking not that yeah Um, it's not Chong no. level. No, but when you're in the inland lake, though, there's the people in. all over you, and you have to stay within like a narrow path because there are weeds on either side. And if you stray, you're gonna wind up in the weeds, and that is one, it's scary, but two, it's also dangerous. Um, so you want to, any, anyways, I don't really remember the point of it. I don't know either, but uh, I will say that everyone we've done has done it for the water portions has done a great job with having people on jet skis and yeah. pedal boards and kayaks lots and of canoes, lifeguards. lots of lifeguards in different types of crafts mm-hmm. to keep an eye on and herd all those swimmers. Cause yeah. especially the ones who flip over and are swimming on their backs. Cause you know, look, if you're, a, it's me. you're a Some bad f- hardcore, uh, uh, triathlete or you're even a aqua biker or whatnot. You're not flipping on your back because it's not the fastest. No, you're doing it because you're either panicking or because you can't breathe or because you are exhausted and you need a break. But you want to keep moving. Once you flip on your back, a lot of these swimmers and even the ones who are still doing, you know, a standard brushstroke, doggy paddle, whatever, veer off course. Yeah. So they keep them good. Kind of like, ah, you're like, you're swimming 30 degrees off angle. You're too far away come on back yeah. you can do it come towards my voice and then they stop they try to run I'm like holy <laughs> i'm going the wrong way <laughs> slightly terrifying yeah. also if it's your first one you'll probably be that person it's okay don't worry about yeah. it and if you're in a kayak coming in around the time your wife is swimming and you try to encourage her don't be surprised if she tells you to shut the fuck up i was having a panic attack like a full blown <laughs> two seconds away from screaming i quit get me the fuck 
out of the water panic attack. I thought I was being a nice husband. I was like, you go, being, Jessica, you got this. You and you're like, nice off, Marco. But also, full-blown panic attack. Like, you finished your race. I did. Yeah. I finished. Uh, the lifeguard was extremely lovely. And, and what did I do? You left me alone. Right off and went into the beach and got on my bike and took off. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to talk about panic attacks and triathlons. That's a different, a different episode. That's a different episode. This is the one to get you pumped up and excited to do it. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> those are our major misconceptions. All I got to say is Alabama style whiskey. Mm. Uh, our major misconceptions uh, about multi-sport racing. But really, uh, why why do it, Jessica? Are you insane? Why do these multi-sport races? Because you can. Why not? Honestly, you like if well. your body works, put it to use and try it out just to say, honestly, it's just it. to say, I did that. I did a triathlon. I didn't die. I finished and it was great. Like, that's the whole reason you do the first one. So you can say you did it. Should we show our age a little bit? I guess. Word to your mother. Oh, my God. Um, no, and then it's it's slightly addictive. Like you fit you, the whole thing. You're going along and you're doing all the parts, and you're like, "Oh, this sucks! I hate this! I hate this! I don't want to do it anymore." And then <laughs> Is that, uh, because you're drowning, <laughs> kind of. Um, but then you finish, and you're like, "Yeah, that was amazing! I want to do another one." I saw a thing where the tri- the the keys are how to assess success in a triathlon, and mm-hmm. it's don't drown. Yep. Don't fall off your bike. Okay. And like, don't fall in a hole or ditch. Actually, I said don't walk, but walking's in my book, walking's okay. So it's like, keep moving. D- don't like fall over in, in a hole. <laughs> don't fall over in a hole. That's funny. Yeah, pretty much. So don't quit. Don't fall in a Michigan pothole. It, make it to the finish <laughs> line and good for you. You already, I mean, there's the thing like, you already beat everybody on the couch. All the people who are too Great. scared to try, pun intended, Just I go guess. Do it. Actually, no pun intended, but yeah, it's a nice pun. Uh, the people who are too afraid to try. Get out there and do it. And then if, when you go, I did a triathlon, like, oh, yeah, so I'm sure you did. Yeah, you did. I did. Look, here's and go a do another one. And it's me. like, here's my numbers. Here's my medal. This is me in my swimsuit. Look. And I everybody who, um, you know, if you've done a 5K and people, even if you haven't, you've probably heard about like people like, oh, I can't do this. You get down and it's like, you start doing it and it's like, I can't do this. A little bit further, you're like, I hate this. A little bit further. This is miserable. Why did I sign up for this? And like later on, I'm going to die. And then you cross the finish line. Five minutes later, like sign me up for five more. Yeah. Triathlons and turn it's, it up the volume on the triathlons. You'll want to do the same thing. Yeah. No, usually around mile six on my bike, I'm like, oh, f- this. I want to go home. I want to go to bed. I don't want to do this anymore. And then I get to my waffles are not worth this. This is a lot of work for a free banana. Yep. Mile six. And then usually around mile 9, 10, I'm like, yes, I'm doing this. Look at my time. I'm doing amazing. I'm going to beat my last time that I did this race. It's going to be amazing. Yay me. And then you cross the finish line and it's even more yay me. And like you're totally amped up and it's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like about an hour later, you're ready for a nap. Napping is important. What was it that we did that our favorite one, which we've talked about up in the UP. <laughs> We got done, and actually, I hung out for a while waiting for you, and I was having. That's the one where I came in dead last. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> but you finished. I did finish. Um, the the girl on the full leg, the the ankle, the uh, crotch cast and crutches beat you. Okay, well that 
person was freaking amazing. She like, also she had, took off at the beginning. She and I was also, like, well, she's going to beat me. Well, because no. who cares if your leg is like all caged up when you did the kayak part? Because yeah. she, that was mostly upper body. And then uh, she had a bike set up where she didn't have to. She only had to use one leg because mm-hmm. uh, she clipped in with her shoes and she had the pedal removed so the other leg could just hang and she yep. pedaled. So she had a huge head start. Actually, if you look at her runtime, it was way slower than your runtime, but she had built up at such an advantage. Yeah, no, that race. But anyway, okay. yes, that one. Uh, we got done. You crossed the line. We did photo ops. Somewhat, actually, one of my favorite photos of us is there. And then like uh, celebrating with my major award, which was a sticker that's on our fridge. I mean, I like the fridge sticker. I do like nice? the fridge sticker. by the way the latest fridge sticker we got last weekend when we were at the kids tournament Mm -hmm. and thing we went shopping um about like don't drink the water drink the beer Mm -hmm. there because there's a nuke plant nearby they you know (laughs) is there a three-eyed fish yes there's a three-eyed fish like from the simpsons So that's on our beer fridge out in the garage, which is doesn't have, have a lot of beer that. in it. I didn't but know that was on there. Yeah, funny. the the fridge, the extra fridge out in the garage, which lots of people have garage fridges. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a Michigan thing, like the basement. It is a Michigan thing. <laughs> I've now I'm really lost where we're going. We're why, why do it? Why do it? And I said, why not? Lol. <laughs> and you had all that other stuff, but. Uh, in all seriousness, uh, staying active, especially as we age, because, you know, apparently you and I are old because you now have like employees that are half your age. You're old. I'm not old. You're yet. old-ish. Not quite Ish. yet. Fine. You got employees half your age. I hate you. Uh, it's very important as we age. Uh, it's also more interesting. It's more cognitively stimulating. Oh, oh nerdy psychologist talk there. Uh, than just doing a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, a marathon, or ultra marathons. And if you don't know what ultra marathons, that's like, have fun running for the weekend. <laughs> Actually, it's mostly walking. <laughs> no, those people are running. We the, have a friend that does it, we and have, you know she's running. She's running, but there's a lot and of other people who are just walking. Whatever. They're constantly moving for the weekend. All weekend long. Or they do relays, and they tag out and sleep in a tent and then or a camper, and then they go run and walk some more. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's way more interesting because you're doing other stuff. The scenery is changing. Look, you're in the water, either as in a kayak or swimming or a paddleboard. You're out on your bike, and then you're out running. So lots of different scenery. It does not get boring. I My cross-country runners used to hate when we went to repeat courses where it was like one or two, or actually two laps or three laps around a course oh, yeah. or like, it's, oh my God. no different again. than running on a track then. Yeah. Same thing. They do like time. this is cross country. We want to see some country. <laughs> I mean, it really does keep it from getting boring. The change in scenery, it's a change in activity. So it's not even like, oh, more running. No, now you're under, you know, I mean, you swimming. Have to now get I'm on my to bike. A different mental place for each one of those activities. Like yes. my mental, um, my mental, what's the word? I don't know. It's escaping you now because no. the mental capacity is starting to go. It's been a long week. My mindset for go. swimming is very different for, than my mindset for riding my bike or running, <laughs> walking. Um, like I swimming is straight up don't die. And also think of this really funny person and try not to panic. Um, I would say because, I mean, even if I'm doing a 5K, I break it down by parts depending mm-hmm. on the course. When I one. 
you're, this is not a 20 some minute or 30 some minute or, you know, 50 some minute, depending on, you know, your physical fitness level. Mm-hmm. I guess I should say teens for those super crazy people out there. But <laughs> at a certain age, you like you give up in the hopes of being in the teens for a 5K or. Um, but even then in a 5K, you break it down by the course, how it's set up. Mm-hmm. This is a hilly section. This is how I got to handle hills. This is how I got to handle the part, you know, where it's windy or whatever. Now you're breaking up for the swim part. How do I handle the swim part? Am I swimming into the wind, away from the wind, especially with a kayak too? How am I handling that? Now you got to handle transition. You break that down, getting through transition quickly. Now I got to get on my bike. Okay. Then you break that down with all the hills and whatnot. What am I doing? And then you get into the run. And even the transition, coming out of transition off my bike, and heading out in the run, now trying to make your body to move in a certain way. And it's not oh. just a transition, like, let me park my bike and put on my running shoes and take off. It's like, oh, my God, I need to get my legs to work in a different. Now I'm not spinning it's, them in a circle. It's really hard to get off And if the you got clip-in shoes, running. by the way, uh, it's hard. if you're just a normal recreational biker and you're just used to pedals, mm-hmm. the, the primary motion is and the muscle movement is to push down. Mm-hmm. If you've got clip-in shoes, it's not just a push down. It's a lot of a pull up. So when you go to switch to running, it's all of a sudden your legs are like rubber. Although, fun note, if you can, if it's not super crowded, you can also run backwards. And for some reason... What? Somebody told me this once. I'm like... I'm like, that is sounds completely made up. You can run backwards? Yeah. It somehow got my legs working. I did, only did it for about 50 meters. But it got my legs working again, <laughs> whereas and it was easier than trying to run forwards the whole time. Now, Fascinating. if it's really packed, I do not recommend this at all. But and like I have not like empirically tested this. This is not the scientist to me. This is like I've done this at a few races and like, holy <laughs> worked. It needs more That's study. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> do not have enough data to support it other than anecdotally. I've made it. It's worked for me. Nice. Um, yeah. But I also made sure there weren't a ton of people around me. So if I just like bit it and I didn't run anybody over, I don't want to ruin somebody else's race. No. But uh, yeah. And then uh, I'll also say um, that there's more flexibility in terms of setting up your workouts to train for this in terms of scheduling and weather. It's easy to work around it. Like, oh, it's raining today. I'm going to go do the treadmill. Oh, it's nice out and it's hot out and I don't want to go for a run. Fine, get in the pool. I don't know. You know if you it's raining it out, you could get in the pool. You're going to be wet either way. Yeah, I know, as long as there's not lightning. Yeah. Uh, and if you got a bike trainer or not, you, you know, you're like, oh, I was going to go for a big bike ride all over the place, but um, I, I don't have a bike trainer. Well, I'll get on the treadmill. Or it's yep. just raining with no lightning. I'll just get in the pool. Jessica, why else? Why do multi-sport racing? Cross-training. Training for cross-country? No. Cross-training your body. So you mix mix up the muscles and the muscle groups. Um, work. Like, it's it's all well and good to be on the treadmill or I mean, the joking thing about this is running. hurt and new and fun, exciting right. places you didn't know you had. Pretty much. But yeah, it's because no, you're working those thing, other though. muscles. Work those yeah. muscle groups, all of them, not just your legs and your and your thighs. Um, it's actually better for protecting arms, those joints because... Work your core. Now you're working muscles that protect those joints on other ways because mm-hmm. if you're always doing the same thing, yes, you'll burn up or you'll build up a certain set of muscles, but... 
if you change and move in a different way, now you build up other muscles, and that helps and protect those. they all those. work together. They all work together, but it helps protect those muscles because now you got tissue around that skeletal structural mm-hmm. structure. Blah. It's been a long day. You know, the other thing with cross-training, too, though, is more you just become a more well-rounded or yeah, more well-rounded athlete. It generates more well-rounded workout exercise. And that, again, gets into working those muscles, aching in new and exciting places. And that's actually they uh, <laughs> tonight they started a new session of the beginner adult development hockey. And oh, so like, those poor people. Uh, you know, kid one was out there <laughs> playing goaltender for them. And I was standing next to one of the other captains. He just showed up early to help out with you know new adults coming in like they've got rental gear for them so they're trying to put them on and you know trying to how does all this equipment go on or finding them sticks that are the right length or the right handed you know you know the correct hand and uh we're standing there and uh the the rink owner was running running the whole thing and he's like yeah and this is gonna use muscles you don't usually use and we're over there like yeah you're gonna hurt new and exciting places tomorrow (laughs) that you didn't even know you had and it's we laugh. True, it's very true. And then, like, we have time off, which is, you know, it's rough. Like, we all come back and we all hurt in mm-hmm. places we actually knew we had, but we haven't hurt in a while because we use those muscles a lot. Right. Same thing for cross training and, uh, you know, using all these other muscles. Let's talk a little bit about our experiences. Let's. The triathlons and the aqua bikes and the kayatries. Jessica, how would you sum up your experiences with all these multi-sport races? Everybody has been super supportive. Word. Like, I'm I'm not kidding. They've been the nicest group of people. They will lift you up. They will make you feel good about yourself. Um, and they will encourage you to keep, keep plugging along and keep going so that you can finish that race. They are not there to tear you down. They are not there to make you feel bad about yourself, no matter what your level is of physical fitnesses no matter like if you're brand new to this or if this is like your 87th triathlon honestly you're brand new to it like and i've never seen anyone be down on a new person they're always trying like you need to come to the next one or here's a good one for you to sign up for or encouraging them to come back did you have fun yep you know are we gonna see you at the one next month yep or next weekend which is like insane if you're doing them if you're brand new don't sign up for them every weekend sign up for one a bad idea uh, but you know, what you, cause you want to get in shape for these. Yeah. One a month. Whew. One a month is good. Maybe one a summer is good. I kind of like know. one a month. I, that's, for I, us now, the way we do it, that fits well. And then occasionally you have some five K's thrown in, but, uh, <laughs> but when we're just starting off one a summer and put it like in August, so you've got all summer to train right. for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and do a simulation of one in like July or June. Yeah. I It has not been my experience to have like these super competitive, I'm going to tear you down type of people um, doing these triathlons. It's it's always been very supportive, very much like you can do this. You're amazing. Good for you for coming out and trying this. You're going to be great. You can absolutely finish this. You can do it. You're awesome. You're a Banff. Do it. Do the things. Um, and it's it's really, really nice. How about you? I would say uh, the vibe I've gotten out of my experiences with these are there is more encouragement than competition or rivalry mm-hmm. going on at these. Um, yeah. And it, that's just piggybacking what you said about the being super supportive there. 
I'll just repeat what I said earlier, though, is the thoughts that go through your mind when you do these things is, I can't do this. What the f*** was I thinking, Sunny <laughs> Oh, f*** no. I hate this. I'm not in the mood for this today. I'm going to die. And then it's, let's do it again. Let's do all the triathlons. Yay! <laughs> and then the next race, we did the exact same thought process all over again. For sure. Yep. I don't know. Anything else like with our experiences? No. Really. Other than a waffles. I mean, not all triathlons have waffles. Not all. And that is, and that is sad. Yeah. But a lot of them do. And you can totally find out if the triathlon you're interested in has waffles by looking at their website because <laughs> they'll tell you. Or you can flip through the pictures. And if there are pictures of people eating waffles, safe to bet that they're going to have waffles at the end of the one you want to do. Mm-hmm. 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 Pardon my noise. Also, triathlons are usually run in the morning. Ooh, that was loud. So it makes sense to have the waffles then. It's because... time, for, time for a refill. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you're a We're... Mississippi moonshine, where the hell is that from? <laughs> Everywhere. Alabama. It's Alabama style. Indiana. Distilled in Indiana, bottled in Florida. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I know. I still like that there's a And negative. we're drinking it in Michigan. Mm. Yeah. I still like they have a negative on their label. On the neck, that's fun. Faux negative. You don't see negatives too often anymore. On um, whiskey. Um, bottles. actually, I showed our children a negative once, and they were like, "What's this?" And I was like, "This is what you make a picture from." It's a and thing they were like, "Film." They were like, "Uh, no, there's no colors. There's you can barely see faces. What What is this? Where are mommy? the filters with the cat ears? Yeah. Uh, and so that's exciting. It's nice to see that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, back to triathlons. Do you have other points you want to hit on with our our experiences that we haven't like hit in like previous podcasts and everything? No. I think we kind of got it covered. I, I think we're good. I mean, honest to God, I've never experienced somebody like trying to tear me down for being there. I think like if we had to dig into and we really had to search for a negative point in these. The worst was where we were at one where they just organizationally did not have the right number to the right competitor and their they screwed up right. their Excel spreadsheet they were importing all the results to out of their software and they screwed up yep. and they were kind of jerks about that it. That would be hands down my worst my worst. Yeah, and then we're the we're really splitting hairs in the big scheme of all these multi sport races we've done where if that's the worst thing we've had is just they didn't have their data management under control. Yeah. Um, the actual race was great. Yep. And I don't know. I'm trying to think every one of these we've done, they've had like, when we're out on the bikes. They've got road support out there and trucks and they've got police oh cars gosh. and policemen okay. out there directing traffic. So let's, let's talk about when you're on your bikes and the people that are out there. Let's talk about the positive stuff first before we get into your horror stories. I don't have horror stories. I was going to be po- It was about a hundred dollars worth of repairs to your bike. No, not. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, now we got to tell that story, but okay. Okay. No, I was going to talk about how, like, okay, so when they have triathlons in like a town, it is an event. And the town people. The townies? It, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what town you're in, it could be like a gigantic freaking city or it could be a teeny tiny little country town. Yeah. People are excited for the triathletes to come and do the things. 
And so, and if you're going through a neighborhood, they like set up in they, their yards. There's that's signs. Exactly it. They get excited. Run like you stole it. So they are run like out your there? mama made you. Like what? Are, there's some of the signs are hilarious. Know. They're out there. They've got giant like poster boards that they've decorated. There's run like glitter. a hot guy's in front of you, and a, and a creepy guy's behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's glitter. There's colorful markers. There's fun sayings, and there's people out there in. Oh my lawn god! Some chairs. of those signs make me want to like they're fall fantastic. over laughing. I know. Yeah, I know. It's great, but they're in lawn chairs. They've got cowbells. They've got whistles. They've got all kinds of noisemakers, and they are there, and they're cheering you on. The entire time. And it's not. There was one I did in the rain that was through a, it was a resort community. Um, We went all over the county. So it was mostly smelling cow poop the whole way. Nice. But we went back into the resort thing around these little lakes. And everyone has like these, they're basically trailers, Mm -hmm. whether it's uh, an RV or if it's a mobile home. And it's just a resort thing. They go to the weekends and they were all out. We were all out on their porches. Mm hmm. But cheering us on as we ran in the misty rain drizzle. Yep. And like you can tell, like some of these people don't aren't even into the, the type of running. But the fact that you're out there trying a triathlon and they knew we were, it was triathlon weekend. Yeah. And some of them are sitting there with drinks, going, "Yeah." Okay, so a lot of these so people have drinks. Drinks, and they, yeah, they have the fun. cooler right next to them, and it's really <laughs> hilarious. But like these people, oh my god, I saw one launch a beer into the air to a guy who was running, and he was like running just a few steps ahead of me, and he caught it and cracked <laughs> it open, and like, yeah, it's Miller time. Um, no, but <laughs> and like most thing. of it like went down his cheeks and down his shoulders and back, but it was hilarious. I'm like. Why am I not wearing a GoPro right now so I can record this? This is awesome. These people are not there just to cheer on like their one friend. Like this is an event, and they're We're there. We're just to running cheer. through their neighborhood, basically they're the resort, cheer. their vacation they're neighborhood. They're there to cheer on everybody that comes by, and it is so much fun. <laughs> it's yes. a blast. I think we did one with the local, and there's a lot of different uh, tri clubs and learn to try and couch to try and trying for whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, try, 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 try again. Uh, and we, they, they welcomed for, you didn't have to be a member of the club and it was an offshoot of one of the 5k running clubs. Okay. Um, uh, we went to one and we did it as a relay. You did the swim, the bike, and I went out and ran the run and just happened to be one of the hottest days of the summer. Yay. It was rough. That was rough. But, and it was also I mean, the there first were people time were, we had done this. We'd ever done this, but the nice, and they were very supportive and nobody got to go home until we were all in, which it was, was nice. It was me. Okay. No, no, it was me because but everybody because was everybody was in, and then you came in your bike, and then I got to go out on my run. Actually, there's a few other people out on the run. It's a good thing you're good. But at they had PBR at the finish line, cold, ice cold, almost like like chunks of ice in the PBR. It was so cold, and it tasted fantastic. And you know, an and adult beverage at the end is not a bad thing. They had medals for us, and what was oh on those God. medals? Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Daffy Mouse. Duck, Daisy, and it's fantastic. <laughs> they made it fun, and that was the big thing. It's like it's not about uh, you don't need big Olympic solid gold medals. Like I the mean, plastic look, ones with Mickey Mouse are hilarious. They hang. We, we still have it. It's on the board. We have a big bulletin board in our basement with bibs and medals from races. And actually, I got to figure out some other storage thing because we've exceeded that built um bulletin board but we've got all the fun stuff up there and up with the giant medals that have from like the big 10 10k thing and Mm -hmm. the zombie runs and color runs and all other different runs we did the sunshine went down in new buffalo michigan which uh, benefited autism charities yep all this stuff there are these two little mickey and Minnie mouse plastic like for kids parties 
oh yeah medals mixed in because that but one that was that was our first triathlon we did together as a relay it is and it's extremely special because that like to me that proves to me that yes this is something that i can actually do and I didn't quit. I did this and it should be celebrated. And if it is celebrated with a little Minnie Mouse medal, then so be it. It's fine. I have that picture. If only there was a mouse on my that, phone. Mouse Couture to help you get to the a finish line faster. Yeah. The, your like, mouse Couture is waffles at the finish line. No, I wouldn't have been able to go fast. Should we talk about the, uh, the, uh, so. Mouse Couture's? Well, the mouse Couture's that should help. So they usually have support crews out there to help you. And they're out they riding do. around There's usually a couple And I, trucks. I don't think I can. I've done one of these where they didn't have support crews out checking around. No, there's always support crews. Um, but you had a race where you came out of transition and things weren't going well on the bike. And I'm like out riding. It was an out in the back course. And I'm like, where the hell is my wife? She was not that far behind me. I wasn't. I was right behind you. And I got on my bike and I'm going, going, going. Get like 100 yards out of. The um, transition area and my bike, I shifted because it and was I a knew, small hill. So and I, I knew I was going to leave you in the dust on the bike part because of, I have a different bike. Yeah, I have a different have a, style have a bike. Nicer bike than I do. No, now if I was still on my mountain bike, you probably would have passed me because I was maybe. maybe I have big chunky tires and everything. Yeah, um, but nope. on my road bike, I'm just it's I'm, fine. Yeah, um, but I shifted gears because I was like, here's a tiny hill, I need to shift gears. And I went to pedal and something went very wrong. And suddenly I couldn't pedal anymore. And I basically fell over and I was like, well, crap. Um, So I get off the bike and I'm looking at it and I was like, oh, my chain fell off. Okay, well, this is not this is not that terrible. I know that I can lift the chain and stick it back on the gear and it's going to be fine. And I went to do that and it didn't move. And I was like, well, it's bad. So I'm like inking on this thing, trying to figure it out. My hands are covered in like bike oil at this point, And I'm trying very hard not to cry. <laughs> you mean grease? Yeah. Chain grease? Whatever. And I like got so upset. So then I walked, actually walked my bike back to transition because I wasn't that far away. And the transition guy was like, oh, you're having a bike problem. Okay, I'm really good with bikes. I can help you fix it. And I was like, great, because I really want to finish this race. And he goes, okay. And he's like inking on the train, trying to figure it out. And he goes, oh, no, you've got a really big problem. And it turns out that the chain was basically like pinched to itself on the bottom. Um, and there well, it was, was up no... behind the sprocket and it had slipped in underneath yeah. behind. And it and, was wedged between was the frame no, and the, yeah. No amount of yanking on the chain. <laughs> That was going to free the chain to get it back onto the so gear. Many it sounds your chain so jokes. bad. Yeah. Um, but he was like, no, I don't think I can fix it. But this guy in a truck appeared and he was like, oh, I can fix it. And I was like, great. And so I gave him my bike and he's trying to fix it. And he goes, mm, no, you're going to have to take this to the shop. I'm so sorry. And I burst into tears because that was the end of my race at that point. You didn't finish. I didn't. You didn't get your medal. You I've did get finished. waffles, but you didn't feel like you earned them. I didn't earn them. And they were sad waffles. Sad waffles, which is like, I'm like, you earned them. You worked hard. You can't help it. And you're like, no, they're sad waffles. They were sad waffles. So I had to go take you out for happy terrible. waffles afterwards. I don't remember going for happy waffles. I, took I remember actually, going for happy no, drinks. That yeah, but that race, you eventually got it because we had chicken and waffles. The kids had skating down in South Bend, and we were south of that, mm. so we had to leave our race, race over to an ice rink, and try not to freeze in our like because we were in our in sweaty our triathlon, our sweaty triathlon gear, 
And then, uh, and then we went out to uh, what's the Evil Check Brewery? Mm. Yeah, and we had chicken and waffles, mm. chicken and maple waffles. Yes, they were good. They were very um, good. But another reason, not a sponsor, by the way. Uh, no, that just happens to be where we went. So good. Another reason, though, that there are support crews is because sometimes people have really bad accidents when they're, um, especially what's this summit of shit happens. It does. Um, one of the last triathlons I did was in a different state, and there was this older gentleman who was on his bike, and there was a hill, and he went down the hill a little bit too fast, and he wound up falling off the bike, and there was a very bad head injury, and a hose was involved, um, <laughs> like, to clean up Oh, a hose, and I... I'm like, somebody was watering the lawn, and he tripped nope, over? Nope. I remember riding by... I don't mean on, to laugh at this poor man's plight. No, no, no. Plight, I right. remember riding by on my way up the hill, and I saw the gentleman there on the ground, and there was a whole lot of blood, and all the support crews were there, and so were the police and the ambulance. Um, and then I came back on my way back in to transition and the fire department was there with the hose and they were trying to clean up the accident that had uh, happened on the road. And I was like, a fire hose. This is not good. I hope this guy is OK. The last major accident I saw a race or a ride or anything, it was uh, it actually wasn't a race. It was just the beer 30. Hmm. uh out of Stevensville, Michigan. And um, I was coming from, like, I actually, I had wanted to do the full 30 that day, mm-hmm. but our kids had hockey, and you were going to kill me if I didn't get the rink because you had all four kids, and three of them had to be on the ice at the same time. It's hard. So I did the the 15, and I'm, I'm cruising. Actually, I got back to the brewery so fast, they're like, did you even go for the ride? I'm like, yeah. But I had been training all summer. Like, I was thinking about do I do the 30, the 45, or the 60? But then scheduling-wise, it was like, F- I'm stuck at the 15. Um, in fact, to the point where like the beer they're giving samples of, like, we have a picture of this. You just drink it. I'm like, <laughs> well, if you insist. I mean, it is like Mike Dicka inspired. Anyway, so like we're coming. This one, they go from brewery to brewery and winery and distillery and everything all around here, and there's all these pit stops. And you have this little like shot glass-style coffee cup on a chain mm-hmm. you get get samples although some of them they're like here to have the whole can of beer um we are pulling up to uh actually uh haymarket in bridgman michigan mm-hmm. and you have to go over the railroad tracks nice hiccups by the way sorry i'm totally leaving those in i am not editing out all your hiccups <laughs> um we're going over the railroad tracks and when you're on a bike, you have to hit those things perpendicular or your tire is going to get stuck. Well, this rider was not aware. And she was very, very much a, you could tell, you could just tell they're um, novice who probably didn't ride her bike very often mm-hmm. at all uh, and hit them and got her tire stuck because that thing Sucks. was, that thing was mangled and she went flying and she is had she okay? two, she had two people with her. They had uh, a cold press on her. They had put basically put their ice water from the water bottles on a towel and wrapped it in her head. And I asked, is there anything else I can do? Any other one I can call? Like, we've already called. They had a support vehicle out helping. The support vehicle was like, I could see it down the street. It was coming, uh, which is actually a, a like old van. They went and they took a Sawzall and they cut the top off and turned it into convertible, which was great for this event. Uh, because this is the watermark man, right? Yeah, it was okay. a watermark fan. Um, <laughs> that they cut the top off of, and they because they just throw bikes in and they could just throw people yeah. right in over, they didn't even have to open up the doors. 
So I'm like, okay. Uh, they had support, so I rode on to the the Haymarket Brewery and um, sat down, had my had my beer, and then finished my ride back to Watermark where I had the. They're like, here, here's a picture of beer because I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, well, I didn't have enough time to do the whole thirty. <laughs> but I do have time to finish this pitcher of beer nice. before I have to go to the ice rink and like stand around in my, my spandex shorts and watch my kids play. Cause I wasn't coaching. Yeah. I don't drink before I coach anything. Uh, and we're all happy about that. Gatorade or I mean, Gatorade and water. Yes. Yeah. But like, but if I'm going to be spectator dad in like, that's a different story. In spandex shorts, it's like, well, buzz doesn't hurt to be dressed like that in an ice rink. Nope. Nope. Feel no pain. Although in the summer, it's kind of nice to go into an ice This rink. was like September. Oh. Yeah. Although it was a beautiful day. This was like they, July. They have scheduled the beer 30 for this year. They have? Yes. Oh. So I'm excited about that. And I'm not going to have cross country, so I get to do it. Hey. You want to do it with me? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. It'll be fun. I'll work go slow. Work is the thing. It's a Saturday thing. Mm, maybe. You don't work on Saturdays. I don't. Yeah. All right. Hmm. So we got into those uh, tangents, but uh, Jessica. Marco. We talked about the misconception with uh, specialized triathlon gear. Mm-hmm. By the way, none of these people sponsor us. We're just laying out what we started with and where we're at now and yep. what we have. And this is all very approachable. Every Basically work with what you got. Yep. But Jess. Marco. When you first started your first triathlon uh, for swimming, what did you wear? I wore <laughs> an old scuba diving skin. And that's not even like, and, let's say it's like Lycra. Yeah. And a floaty belt. Do you have anything underneath that uh, skin? Or did you go like uh, with your skin? Like No, I had like a one piece Speedo bathing suit on. Did you go all natural? Ew, no, I didn't. Because I was not sure what was going to happen when I got out of the water. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I was like, swimsuit, yes. I can put things on top of a swimsuit. If I need to take this uh, scuba diving, and that first scale. that first triathlon, what'd you use for a bike? My Electra Townie Seven Speed. So cute! It is so cute. It looks like it's from the fifties. All it's missing it is a basket. basket with flowers and a bell. And a bell. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And for the run, what did you use on that first one? No. <laughs> no. Really. Uh, you did an aqua bike. I I did an aqua bike. I don't <laughs> running. That's Currently, cute. when you do a do a swim in a, a triathlon, mm-hmm. what do you wear? I have a tri suit. What is a tri suit? Okay, so it's like a swimsuit, but it's got legs and it's got a zipper for your boobs. It's got a built-in sports bra, basically. It does, um, and it's great because you can wear it and you can swim in it. It's made out of swimsuit material, and then you can get out of the water, and you can hop right on your bike. It's got the padded shorts built in, too. It does. There is a giant butt pad in them, and it's wonderful. Um, it's more but, than just a... I mean, come on. Be honest. It's not just a butt pad. It is a full crotch it is butt a crotch area pad. pad. Also, this is extremely... Nether Im- regions. No, listen. This is extremely important. When you are buying a tri-suit, and you are a girl... I don't know about dudes because I don't have that equipment. But for girls, you want to get a tri-suit where the crotch is separated from the butt. You don't want it to all be connected because if it is all connected. In the pad. You want like the, a break and a pad. fold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it is all connected, things are going to get bunched up and you're going to get rubbing and chafing and it is going to hurt. Or you're going to get the world's worst Melvin and Wedgie <sighs> at the same time and you are going to think you're going to die. 
and you're going to rip more than just the usual. I'm going to die. I don't want to do this. No, but, but you're going to be extremely uncomfortable. So the search term you want to look for is they call it 4D. Okay. I don't know why they call it four dimensional, but yeah, it's 4D. Yeah, no, seriously, you want your own special crotch pad. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. And you want your own special butt pad, and you don't want them to be connected to each other because this way, when one moves, the other one doesn't have to move. And that is very nice for you. Anyways, so, you're welcome. So much. Yes, you're welcome, audience. This is important. It is. Jessica, what do you use for your bike now when you do uh, aqua bikes and triathlons and kite tries? I have the same bike. It's my Electra Townie 7-speed. It's wonderful. If you think 1950s basically cruising around town, mm-hmm. that's the bike. And that's what Jessica shows up to. Now, I do. my one complaint, and I only have one complaint about you doing races with this bike. It's it, heavy. It is heavy and we it's put it heavy. on top of the van or the top of my truck and i gotta stand on a stand when and lift this say, thing over my head when you say we put it on top of the van i put it on top we mean you because if i'm doing this by myself i am shoving it into the back of my van it is i'm not so heavy it because well, you it know what if we don't if heavy. we don't have the kids i shove it in the back right. of the van too like i'll put my bike back on um, top but yeah, yeah we're not it's it's a heavy bike. This is probably not the bike you want to have for triathlons or aqua If you're bikes, looking but... to take be on top of the podium every weekend in one of these races, this is not the bike for you. But if you want to have fun and have a lot of cushion for the ride with your butt. It has a wonderful It has seat. a big old cushy seat. It's padded, it's a lot of springs. And it's this is cute. It, it is um, cute. You get I so get many compliments on there. Lots of compliments. There's lots of giggles about it. But there's also lots of compliments because my bike is adorable. There's also um, people there who like spent a fortune on a bike going so jealous. Like, I'm so jealous. Your butt probably doesn't hurt. Your bike hurt. is pretty. Your butt probably doesn't hurt. And my butt doesn't hurt because it has a gigantic butt pad on it, which is nice for me. Um, but like nobody's ever made me feel bad about my bike. No. And it, it's a bike. It goes and it shifts gears and it's fine. And that's all you need. Yep. And to be fair, we bought this bike um, before we got into aqua bikes and triathlons. It was supposed to be my ride around the neighborhood with the kids' bike. And then I was like, I'm going to do aqua bikes, and I this is my bike, so I'm going to do it. Yep. And See? you f- do it. All right. And I do. So mm-hmm. for the run portion, whether you're running or walking, what are you wearing on? What are you wearing? What do you wear for clothes? What do you wear for shoes? What's your for equipment? Clothes, I mean. For clothes, I'm basically wearing my tri suit because it works for everything. Um, I for the run and that cuts on your transition time because you're it wearing it, you wear it for the swim, you wear it for the bike because it's got the basically it's a swimsuit mm-hmm. that also for the bike has the bike short pad built yep. in, and then when you get to the run, it's got the sports bra built in. It does, so you can just wear that and it's got, fine. You've got two tri suits. Yep, and they're both black primary with really cool neon colors on the, on the side mm-hmm. so but, there's less um, self, feeling self-conscious about with it too. the running though i will typically throw on a shirt because i am very self-conscious um so i have some sort of like athletic type t-shirt or tank top or something no i will say top. i've posted some pictures um, of you doing run portions where you're wearing other stuff but that's because those were really cold days and underneath you have a tri suit and over the top, you have like sweatpants and a sweatshirt mm-hmm. and all sorts of stuff. Um, also, with the run, I am wearing my Brooks running shoes. 
we're not sponsored by Brooks. And It'd be I just, awesome if we were. Well, that'd be freaking amazing. Um, I just have to say that the Brooks running shoes are the most comfortable shoes I have ever put on my feet. I actually wear them to work every day. And they are my go-to treadmill shoes. And I have a separate pair for when I'm outside and I'm uh, walking. I will I say, that's probably one of I the smartest run. things we ever Sorry, did was um, everybody in our family has a set of uh, running shoes for the mm-hmm. treadmill. Yep. And a separate pair for outside so that we're not taking ones that might have a rock or something stuck in the treads. Yep. Putting on the treadmill and tearing up the treadmill. So a nice little uh, tip for people out there. Yep. You want to have separate shoes for that. Um, but all of mine are Brooks. I think my ones that I have for when I'm outside are actually the Ghost 6s, maybe. I'm not entirely sure, but they are wonderful. It's like a little hug for my feet. It's great. Nice. Um, And it's, you know, it's... Their brooks are a little bit pricey, um, but I think it's worth it because of the way that it fits on my foot. When we first started, I was using like these random Nikes. Well, that when I we had. first started doing five keys and stuff, you were you and I one year for our anniversary got ourselves. We did the custom Nike ID ones where you get to take every panel and set the color and put something custom funny on the tongues and like i was able to order wides because nikes tend to run narrow and i don't necessarily have super wide feet but like they're so narrow that i went with a wide width it was kind of fun watching them travel with the tracking number because they were coming ups ground from Mm -hmm. vietnam yeah that was kind of interesting it's like really you're coming ups ground from vietnam really speaking really do you understand how the globe works? <laughs> Speaking of wide feet, I do have wide feet. I've had four kids. My feet are not going to be cute and tiny anymore. Um, and the Brooks are very nice for wide feet. I don't know if mine are specifically like size whatever wide um, or not, but they are delightful. So I highly recommend them. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. And then... Uh, for the kayak, when we do kayak tries, Jessica, what kind of kayak do you use? I use the rental because, <laughs> like, we, our house is only so big and so is our garage. And we only have room for one kayak technically, at the time. Technically, we do have room for another one because I have a kayak sling that I have not installed Jesus. yet that could go in the center between our two cars. But up on the wall, we've got my 12-foot kayak hanging on the wall. Right, and that's the one you use. And we yeah. don't have a second one right now, so I use a rental. And it's fine. We, we could. I Because I could upgrade to something faster. And Please, you could use the 12-footer. Let's just not. Um, We have enough in our garage right now. We do now. have a lot of in the garage. There's like 87 what? bikes in the garage. How about the fact that one whole wall is just hockey gear? Yeah, and then we can talk about the golf wall. The golf wall. Mm-hmm. Um, or the weight set that I no, don't use anymore. <laughs> the, whatever the rental kayaks are, they are fine. They will get you from one side of the lake to the other side of the lake, and you will be just fine because they come with a paddle. So everything's good. Use Look, whatever. If you're Doesn't competing matter. against people who have competition uh, racing kayaks, <laughs> you're in trouble. Well, I mean, most the point of the, is, is you're not going to win, but most you're still going to be able to, to finish the race for yourself. Recreational kayaks, the same kind you'd use just going out for a kayak tour. Mm-hmm. I'm chewing on an ice cube. Um, or you're going out fishing or whatever, and a big old plastic one, that's fine. If somebody's got high-end composite racing kayak, one, um, boat envy, you're, we're jealous. But sure. good for you, but... 
whatever it's you versus you and you can just in your head go look that's a different class boat good for them yeah i see those people and i'm like you go on ahead in the first wave and i'll be behind you i feel that way too but i do have boat envy because some of them are cute like i saw one Uh, they're very nice one saw one that was painted like a clownfish i'm like oh my god it's the (gasps) nemo kayak that's so fun yeah fishy colored kayak there you go we'll go get that we'll suspend it from like the hang in the center of the uh, garage because i I haven't put i haven't put the hoist in yet oh it's got police oh yeah oh that's not so bad no okay well we'll see all right all right uh it's better than like my you know my kayak just sits on the floor all of the garage all summer it sits on the wall not in the summer it's on the floor you use yours though like i do every weekend you're on some sort of water okay so that's what I use for my triathlons and aqua bikes. Marco, what do you use to swim? What did you first use to swim? So my, my first uh, triathlon, I was wearing a pair of big old board shorts because I was a big old dude back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was using a old bearskin shorty uh, wetsuit. Nice. I had a shark on the chest. It was mm-hmm. so awesome. It's one I had in high school. Mm-hmm. I also had a floaty belt because I wasn't like sure like how's this gonna go whatever so I had one of those belts with the big like torpedo looking things around the it's uh, funny um, on it we can swim where I mean I, I I've I, been I'm scuba a pretty diving, good swimmer I've been scuba diving around the world and uh, um the floaty belt though is just an extra little like security device to make you feel more safe in an unfamiliar water body of I water. I am I am not a power swimmer. I yeah. am not a strong swimmer. That's why I was shying away from these a lot of times. And like it really it really was there. Like I really didn't need it, especially with the wetsuit on. Mm-hmm. But it was a security blanket for that first one. I will say if you are considering... And even then I only put like out of because there's like what eight little floaty cells that go on it. Yeah. I only put two of them on there. Um, I will say if this is your very first triathlon or aqua bike or whatever and you're in the water, please check in with your race that you're doing to make sure that the floaty belts are allowed. Or even the little floats that trail behind you that's like a belt with like a bubble behind you on a tether. I did a race with a friend and I was like, floaty belts, I'm sure they're going to be fine. They've been fine in every other race I've ever done. And we get to the race and she's got the floaty belt on because she was feeling a little bit nervous. And they were like, no, you can't wear that. You have to just swim. And she was like, I don't want to just swim. I want my floaty belt. And they said, no, you don't get to wear that. Go put it back by your bike. Um, so make sure you check that out before you bring it along with you. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Okay, so that's what you wore for swimming for your first one. What do you wear for swimming now? For now, I, uh, I usually wear Nike jammers. What so- is that? Those are basically. Because I'm picturing 1980s jammers. No, nah, those like are with jams. The These wild are colors. So picture um, on a par with. I don't wear a speedo. I'm not wearing a banana hammock. <laughs> but they are uh, the tight. What you see the Olympians wear now, where it's a. Okay. It's basically go all the way to my knee, from my waist to my knee, but they're skin tight. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll wear those. Um. I don't wear the full tri suit yet. No, no. Think uh, about how about one. your bubble? Are you still wearing a bubble? No, no. Good for you. No. All right, for biking, what did you use for your very first? Tri- My first bike? one, and this was a road course. I I used my bike I had at the time, which was one my uh, my dad 
got for me when I was heading off to college and he knew I was going to have to commute a little bit and he upgraded my bike from the one I had in high school and he got me a, a Fuji 18 speed because the bike dealer in town was selling Fujis at that time. Mm-hmm. 18 speed mountain bike and I had the big knobby off-road tires. Mm-hmm. Now keep in mind I was on a road course. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I no padded shorts. I just had whatever shorts I was wearing Sounds at the time. Painful. Yeah. And it's not like I had a big padded seat either. Yep, because no tri suit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what I used uh, for my first race. And I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm not sitting there. I'm like, I'm pedaling away and going, okay. I am in the highest gear on this bike. I am making like watching my legs and I am making probably two or three times as many revolutions, uh, two or three more uh, times as many revolutions as the guy next to me that's blowing past me on his little bike. And I actually did a few races with that bike. But finally I said, you know, I don't need to win these things, but it's really frustrating where I'm like putting in so much effort to like basically be standing still and have somebody blow pipe me and something else. And so I went, it is in, went to the local bike store that we have now and said, time for me to upgrade. And what did you get? What do you I, use I have a Trek, uh, a Trek bike, road bike, a touring bike style bike, uh, 21 speed. Uh, and I do wear padded shorts with it now because that's, I mean, people are like, oh, it's so super high. And like, look, you have to. There's no pad on the seat. Yeah, your seat um, is terrifying. But it's a aluminum frame, so quite a bit lighter, skinnier tires, less surface area you're trying to move across the road. Yep. And I can go quite a bit faster with it. Now, this is not a tri bike. It's not a touring bike. It's not one of those ones with a water bottle built into the frame and anything. But it's a good all around bike that I can go ride with the local bike club, like in, not too far off from um, Bike Buchanan, which we talked, mm-hmm. we spoke with Liz back in episode 20. Or the Pachyderm Peddlers, which we also spoke with uh, back at episode 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be starting up their uh, their spring and summer soon. rides. I'm getting soon. I'm getting excited about that. It's a perfect bike to ride with them and go do these races and go riding with you. Especially now like with kid one old enough to babysit. We can get away from the house a little bit more. But she's also could, you know, get a hold of us on phone. We're not too far away. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm excited. So anyway, yes, that's what I use now. Okay. And how about running? What did you wear then? So the first one I wore my Nike, my Nike, Nike free <laughs> run. I, I can't remember if they're the red ones or the crazy, the kind of crazy. They were probably the kind of crazy ones. So the kind of re- reason we call them the kind of crazy, uh, they were neon yellow with red laces. Uh, they were the free run. So they had a lot of perforations in the bottom. You could feel every rock and everything. And they're supposed to be running kind of barefoot. Oh. Uh, not not a lot of fun, not a lot of support. Um, but the kind of crazy ones is the tongue of them. These are the ones that we did for our anniversary, and mine said kind of crazy on the tongues, kind of on one foot, crazy on the other. Yours were Bayou Baby. Mm-hmm. Yours were all sorts of Mardi Gras colors. Yep, they were. They're beautiful. But mine, I still have them. I had a pair of Nike Free Run uh, that were red and then just off the shelf. But the... the the neon yellow ones I custom designed. And I believe it was one of those, either the red ones or the neon yellow ones uh, mm-hmm. that I custom, that were custom. That was the first ones. And I felt like every rock, every pebble the whole way. Blisters? No blisters, but okay. not a lot of comfort. And keep in mind, I was putting a lot, I was quite a bit heavier. So there was a lot of weight coming down every time with not a lot of cushion. Yeah. How about now? 
Now, uh, the current running shoes I use for road running are uh, Under Armour Sonics. They're 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 fun. They work. Uh, lightweight on t- upper and a lot of cushion on the bottom. Off road, or if it's kind of rocky, you know, or even a gravel road, uh, I'll wear. I have Hoka One Ones, and I got these. Um, mm-hmm. They did some uh, races, virtual races, when I was doing cross country, and they said, "Hey, coaches, if you." Yeah, and you're your team and you compete in this, we'll give you a voucher for free shoes. I'm like, yeah, sure. It's probably whatever's on clearance or some crap. And you're like, your shoes are expensive. But I did it the first year and I they sent me a thing and said, pick out a pair of shoes. So I picked out a pair of shoes. And I got a pair of waterproof trail running shoes and I actually liked them. So we did it again the, the following year. And I'm like, all right, I'll get another pair. And like, I've got road running shoes. I'll get another pair of trail running shoes. And I like them. Awesome. So they're my trail running shoes that I go to. And I actually wear it kind of, they almost look like high tops. So like mid-level, they're not, because I'm like, if I'm getting waterproof shoes, I'm like, it's probably coming up to the ball on my ankle. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, those are my trail running shoes now, are Hoka 1-1s and, um, and not a sponsor, but mm-hmm. I got it through coaching. And so Sweet. I didn't spend any money for them. The Under Armors I got at the outlet, and I've had a few pair of Under Armors. They do the Under Armors wear out kind of quick, especially they, do. Like, they rub it. Even if like even kid number one, her Under Armors wore out quickly. Yes, hers wore out quickly. Mine have worn out quickly, especially where your toe might rub or yeah. your toenail. And like this isn't like we're not talking funky like <laughs> you know like uh, Edward Scissorhands toenails here. Oh even if you God. keep them trimmed. Where your toe pushes on it, it's going to wear through it really yeah. quick. So I'm not really impressed with them, but it is like just that's what I'm wearing right now. So that's what I have. But are they comfy? They're comfy. Okay, then. All right. And how about your kayak? Obviously, you didn't do that the first time. But... No, but I like doing kite tries now. I have a, uh, a Sun Dolphin. I believe it's a Bali. Uh, I have an open cockpit uh, uh, kayak. It's a 12-footer. It's very stable. It is not the fa- fastest thing ever. It's more like a tugboat <laughs> through the water than like a sleek cigarette I mean, boat. it's nice. It's very nice. It's, it's great comfy. for working out. Uh, in terms of racing and speed, I, I value myself against myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do a lot of training with this in the summer. So when I do races, a lot of times I, I contend well. But if I got to go do a lot of tight turns around buoys, I'm in trouble because it does not turn well. It turns. It doesn't. No, it turns like the Titanic. Um, And it it just it's wide, which is great when I'm doing heavy rollers out in Lake Michigan. And it makes you more comfortable with me out in Lake Michigan. I am not comfortable with you in Lake Michigan at all. Well, whatever. it is terrifying. But um, in a race conditions, it's it's not the best, it's not the fastest boat, but it, it gets the job done, and I have fun on it. And it's big enough, wide enough where I can take the kids in. Yes. Even, even though it's a single seater, I can get our kids. Uh, kid one uh, is big enough where she has to sit on my lap, but the other kids can either sit in the back or the front with it. And it'd be great, just you know, it's like got a compartment you... you can tow, so you can make, put a cooler with beer, or, you know, cocktails or whatever, and we can go on a tour all day with it. Yeah. It's the perfect boat for that. Uh, and it's the boat we have, which makes it the perfect boat to use for a Kai Tri, because exactly. we got it. I do like when you put kid number three in, and he has to paddle, and it's adorable. I have a little kid paddle that's a shorter one. That he does it up front, and he just goes paddle away. And sometimes he's... his paddle doesn't even hit the water. Exa- that's exactly it. He's so tiny. <laughs> And the boat is so big compared to him that it's just, it's really fun to watch. 
Maybe it'll be different this summer when he tries it because he's bigger now. But he has had quite the growth spurt during has. COVID. Um, and that's exciting for him. But yeah, it's he's he's cute. The whole thing is cute. Is okay. Cute. All right. So that's what we use for gear. Takeaways. What are your big takeaways from this whole thing, Jessica? You are more amazing than you think. You can absolutely do this no matter what your present fitness level is. You need to work a little bit before the actual day of your race. You should probably train a tiny bit. Um, you don't have to train for months on end, though, to like get to the finish line. Or you don't have to train for years. But you, you don't. You do need to train. Don't just show like up the day of it. in and, advance. And have never done this before and go, no, I'm going to do it because you will die before you finish the first leg. No, that's not true. You're not actually going to die. You'll finish. You're going to feel like You'll no. hit the wall. Oh, for sure. You might not finish. And as soon as you finish, you're going to be like, I'm going to barf. And also, I need to go home right now. Also, um, if you barf, don't quit. Yeah, it's fine. Lots of people barf. Nobody cares. I had a, a cross-country runner uh, who was a golfer, and her golf coach and her parents, too, would not let her come run with us until she finished the golf state finals every year. She was a very good golfer. But we also needed her to have enough girls. And so mm-hmm. golf would finish in early March, and then cross-country regionals were at the – or not March. Wow. Oh, my God. March is – Track. Track. Uh, golf would wrap up in uh, early October, and then we she'd be there for most of October, and regionals were at the end of October. Okay. She went out and she ran uh, her senior year for cross country with us, and at regionals she ran a PR because she had run cross country in other years too. Mm-hmm. And by the way, she was a sprinter that had gone to I'd taken the state several times in hundred meter and two hundred meter, but in cross country. We we had talked about if you puke, puke while you're running, we'll hose you off when you're down. We crack jokes about it. Nope. She had a puke. She stopped, stood there, puked, well, kept on running, ran a personal record 5K time. Nice. And came close to qualifying for regionals hmm. as a sprinter. That's amazing. In her senior year. Good for her. Who hadn't done tons of training. Um. But, yeah, if you're going to puke, don't quit. Just like, all right, well, it's out of my system. And I'll keep going. Yeah. You don't necessarily, as an adult, have to, like, puke while you're running. No, you can stop and puke. It's fine. Lots of people do yeah. it. Nobody cares. They'll ch- stop and check. Hey, are you okay? Do you need something? Yeah, all you these people, water? like... You're going to be it, fine. If it doesn't you show do you, it. They, don't, they don't give a about their time. They just want to out there for activity and something to put on the wall. They will actually stop and check in. Mm-hmm. Yep. How about you? What's your takeaway? I think my takeaway from this is anybody can do this. And anybody should do this, and it's fun, and do it, and you'll feel great about yourself doing it, and you'll want to do more. Prove to yourself that you can. You'll be so impressed with yourself, I promise. It's great. And I think the final takeaway is, even though I've kind of put it in number two, is it's fun. (laughs) Go do it. Be active. Move your body. Get outside. And it's motivation to put on that calendar that you put up there. And it's like, okay, I've got to go work out and something to work towards. It's a sense of achievement because you achieve something. So go do it. And it's two to three different events. So even if one is not your favorite, the other two are probably going to be way better than that one. Should like, we say go do it with friends? Because like you should absolutely <laughs> do it with your friends. Tongue in cheek, saying misery loves um, company. 
So the ones where I get to do it with you are way better than the ones that I get to do by myself. But the ones where well, like, even the ones you do by yourself though are a lot of fun. In that I'm there and the kids are there cheering you well, on. Well, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. But um, there was an there was one aqua bike that I was doing, and some of our like friend friends showed up and I didn't know they were going to be there. You didn't know they were going to be there. They just were like, yeah, but we finally wanted to do a try. And this was the one we signed up for. And I was like, oh, I'm so happy to see you guys. I can't believe you're here. I have Yay. pictures I took of you out on your bike. Mm-hmm. And one of our buddies just happened to be in the frame. And was like, this, look, you guys yeah. have already done the swim. By the way, they broke, they launched the, the women and the men separately. Yeah. And then you guys did the swim. Mm-hmm. You had to run up a giant hill, go to transition, run over and you walk the bikes over to the road to start because they had you out on a giant field a grassy field yep and then you went out and did a bike for a while and then when it came time where you're going by halfway through the bike i take a photo of you and he's right next to you yep that was funny um it was really nice too because it was like that extra support um people on the road because i i actually really struggled with that race there were a lot more hills than i had anticipated and he was like, come on, Jess, you can do it. Keep going. You can do it. And I was like, I hate you right now, but also thanks. So, yeah, it's it's nice with friends. Do it with friends. You'll have a really good time. Promise. I don't know. That's all I have to say about that's it. That's all I have to. Okay, cool. Just go do them. Yeah, do it. You'll be so impressed with yourself. You won't regret it. Well, speaking of multi-sport, we have a virtual multi-sport uh, competition that's... Uh, kind of multi-sport on steroids because it's not like any of these other ones (laughs) that is the red arrow challenge our weekly multi-sport competition where you can swim bike run uh, bike on road a bike off road paddle standing up paddle sitting down cross-country ski skating hockey and Mm. then composite Mm. points all above broken out by age group and at the end of each week we give a shout out to the leaders in each age group for each category and for the most recent week, Jessica, who are our champions? Swimming. Not a lot of swimming going on during, uh, you know, February. Winter. But 20 to 29, Gator Boy, and 40 to 49, Jesse's Girl. Running. Nine and under, Easy E, 10 to 19, Lucky Dude, 20 to 29, H Gainer, 305, 30 to 39, The Logan, 40 to 49, Great Juan. That's with the number eight in there. <laughs> 50 to 59 AR Miller and 60 to 69 Pac Mac. And for our future members, which are you and me, me. Walking. Nine and under Easy E, 10 to 19 Lucky Dude, 20 to 29 Smytha, 30 to 39 Me West, 40 to 49 Coach T, 50 to 59 G Smith, 60 to 69 Kilogram Ill. And our featured members was me. Biking on road. Not a lot of this since it's snowy. Although a lot of the snow is melting. It was above. Uh, I thought about getting the bike down this weekend. Maybe. Thought we'll about see. it. <laughs> Didn't actually do it, but I thought. Uh, well, you know, I got mine hooked up to the trainer and it was like such a crazy week. I didn't even get the bike at all. Oh, well. But 30 to 39 was Cyclopath. 40 to 49 was Coffee Dude. 50 to 59 was A.R. Miller. 60 to 69 was Kilogram Mail. And for our feature members... Neither of us, because this week sucks. <laughs> Biking off-road. 30 to 39, Dirt Devil. 40 to 49, Cyclone, because apparently 30 to 39 and 40 to 49 are the only age groups crazy enough to go out. Either they live in a nice area where there's no snow, or they're getting out so on their fat tire bikes out Florida, in the snow. at this point, like South Florida? Arizona. Mm-hmm. 
New I mean, Mexico. they got some snow. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Sit down paddling. Nobody. <laughs> Stand up paddling. 20 to 29 Gator Boy. That Gator Boy. That Gator Boy. 30 to 39 Me West. No. 40 to 49 year olds. 50 to 59 Mary Mary. 60 to 69 Sunny D. And you and me. No. We didn't do it. Cross country skiing. 20 to 29 Husky Mike. That's with an I, not a Y. 30 to 39 Moose Man. 40 to 49 Great Juan. 50 to 59 Elvis. 60 to 69 MRH313. Boy, I wish that rolled off the tongue better. Because <laughs> that's just the way it is. Skating. 20 to 29 Lexi with two X's. 30 to 39 Me West. 40 to 49 Coach T. 50 to 59 Teddy68. 60 to 69 MRH313 and for our featured members, me. Hockey. Nine and under, Yellow Ninja, 10 to 19, Lucky Dude, 20 to 29, Sid with two Ds. 30 to 39, Wildcat, 40 to 49, Great Juan, 50 to 59, Herb, 60 to 69, MRH313 and for our featured members, neither of us because I didn't have a game last week. Points. <laughs> points huh what are you gonna do points. this week take over the world maybe yeah i'm pretty awesome listen to pre listen to previous episodes to get that joke analysis all right nine and under easy e 10 to 19 lucky dude 20 to 29 gator boy 30 to 39 wildcat 40 to 49 great one 50 to 59 ar miller 60 to 69 mrh 313 no one older than that why are you making a face at me? Because you're ridiculous I, pretty right much. now with your high-pitched squeaky voice. And for our future members, it was me. <laughs> it's late. It is late. It's time to go to bed. Yeah, or edit this thing because it's got to well, post tomorrow. I mean, that's that's you. Ah, uh, thanks. I have to go work with kids that scream a lot I and go do other things. So. Work with adults and work on computers and then coach, kid, coach <laughs> kids tomorrow night. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah. Our exciting lives. Hear more about our exciting lives <laughs> on all our podcasts that post every Monday. That was not a good hook for that <laughs> at all. Oh, oh, but this for now, this has been another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. We post episodes every Monday. Jessica, it's been fun. Loads of fun. Yo, loads of fun with your tired eyes. I'm so tired. We got a fun episode coming up next week. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. All right, sweetie. Bye. Bye.